Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 533 and Pink Floyd on Rock 102. Listen, it is going to be a crap day today. And that's me being optimistic. Rainy today. And then a chance of it all turning over to a wintry mix by this afternoon and a high of 35. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low of 15. And for tomorrow, things look a little bit better. Mostly sunny, but only a high of 25. 34 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Man, what a show today. Big show. So much going on. I hardly know where to begin. So I'm going to let it be a big surprise to most of you. You'll be stunned. I guarantee it. Just about 535 on Rock 102. Bourbon Barbecue. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 in Boston on Rock 102. It's going to suck this morning. Let me tell you, uh, sleet and freezing rain, uh, it's going to be begin to change over as soon as the temperature drops below, uh, you know, 32, because that's the freezing point. That's the freezing point of water. Uh, but that's uh, and that's going to be like most of the day, and we're going to see uh, maybe one to three inches of, uh, of ice, depending on where you are. Uh, in the Pioneer Valley, it's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm uh, I'm hoping that uh, where I am, yeah, there will be no ice. And I got things to do today, so uh, you know it's gonna be one of those days. Oh, you like it straight up, don't you? You oh, don't like it on the rocks. Listen, uh, when it comes to facing the fear mm-hmm. of dangerous weather calamities. I laugh in its face. That's what I do. I laugh right in its smug little face. Look at you, you big badass. Oh yeah. Hey, listen. I'm like I'm like the uh, the James Bond of weather predicaments. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash yeah, with Steve yeah. Nagel and Rock 102? Uh, Candace Cameron Bewer's last conversation with Bob Saget just shows you what a great guy he was and how close they were. It was about two weeks before he died. They were texting about having dinner together, and they, quote, got into a little tiff. Bob's flight got delayed, so the dinner never happened. But the next day, he wrote back, and he was, quote, apologizing, saying he was cranky and he was just so sorry. I love you more for the trouble you're giving me, if that's even possible. Well, that's nice. Who was yeah. going to pay for the dinner? I would expect Candace Cameron Bure. I would say you split. Yeah, that's I, really the that's really the best way of doing it. Well, I mean, uh, what do you think? This was there any salary difference between what Bob Saget got and what Candace Cameron Bure got on Fuller House, the, well, the, the remake? Well, first of all, Steve. Yeah, she's a woman. So you know she was going to make 30% less off the top. Yeah. Secondly, she's a youngster. Well, she was a youngster. Now she's a grown-ass woman. But nevertheless, you don't you don't pay the kids as much as you pay the big-time stars like your Stamos, your yeah. Dave Couliers, your Bob Saggots. Speaking of uh, women making less, I saw this uh, little meme yesterday saying, this economy is crazy. I'm losing a dollar to every 79 cents a woman is losing. <laughs> These I are thought, tough times. I thought that was kind of clever. That is clever. Unless you're a woman, and then which, yeah, and then in which case you're resenting what you just said. Mostly offended, and you're going to turn the station and file a complaint. That's fine. Uh, on the Today Show yesterday, Hoda Kotb and Savannah Guthrie tried to pry into Jennifer Lopez's relationship with Ben Affleck, but when Hoda tried to hide a magazine cover with an inset about her recent breakup, J-Lo turned the tables on her. Uh, J-Lo said, what do you... What, are you trying to block out the corner? You don't want to talk about your personal stuff? Is that what it is, Hoda? You know, uh, normally I would say uh, poor Hoda, but at the same time I'm thinking, hey, you know what? J-Lo's got a point. You're asking personal questions of J-Lo, and uh, you're snuffing your own nasty business? Uh, Yeah, Hoda replied with touche. Damn right. Uh, She's got you there, Hoda. 
I didn't I didn't know Hoda went through a recent breakup. She was uh, engaged to this dude, right? Yeah. And then she announced on television that uh, they decided not to get married, even though they like adopted a bunch of kids and stuff oh, between yeah. the two of them. Yeah. So no wedding, no marriage, and uh, she's stuck with all these adopted kids now. I don't think she kept any of the receipts. So there's no you return. Can't return you can't, them. Yeah, I don't think you return. It's past yeah. the time. It's like a 30-day return policy. Uh, my kids uh, have become well aware that uh, I can't bring them back to a fire station and just leave them there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so they push the limits now. Like, uh uh-huh, you missed that uh, statute of limitations. <laughs> Imagine returning a kid. I'm sorry, this one's not working out. Is this there something is- wrong with it? Yeah, it's just uh, it's, I, it's uh, terribly needy. It's mouthy, and it needs things all the time. Like to be fed yeah. and changed. Like I was not aware of the time commitment yeah. it would take to own one of these things. <laughs> right. Renee Zellweger wears a fat suit to play a real life murderer in the upcoming NBC series The Thing About Pam. Pam. She will uh will she will she face the same criticism Sarah Paulson did when she wore one last year in American Crime Story? Well, considering the fact that Renee Zellweger looks like a paper thin wafer to begin with. True. You know, uh yeah, probably people are going to have something to say about the fact well, that she's wearing a fat suit. Is it uh, is uh, her bountiful girth part of the story? I think of so. Of this film, or I, is it just uh, you know just part of the uh, of just the makeup with no real reference to it? Uh, let me see what the thing about Pam is. Uh, I based on a 2011 murder of Betsy Faria, so it's based on real people. Okay. So she's playing a real person, or a person who existed. Could she least. still be a real person and thin at the same time? I, I, I. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know anybody really like that. I'm just asking, you know, for the sake of conversation. You know, yeah, you're right though. How, why do we give crap to like people putting on fat suits? But like, you know, uh, what's her name, um, uh, Charlize Theron, uh, puts on all that ugly makeup. To make her look like Eileen Warnos. Right. Nobody complains about that. They're like, oh, my God, she was so great. Why couldn't there have been a hot female serial killer? Why, why, why couldn't we have had that? Yeah, that would have been believable. Don't I'll you see, think? I'll see why not. It has nothing to do with looks. I mean, Ted Bundy was a moderately decent-looking fella. Uh, Drake unfollowed Rihanna, and I, I'm not, I, I don't know how to pronounce this. Is it ASAP Rocky or yes. ASAP Rocky? I... I think it's ASAP Rocky, I, I but don't I don't know. really know, and it's interesting because you know I unfollow people all the time, and it never hits the headlines. Somebody told me the other day, and I forgot now, but whatever. Rap TV made a post about the unfollow, and Rick Ross used it as an opportunity to do a plug for Wingstop. This is a fascinating story. Yeah, it really. I I, I could listen to celebrities not following each hey. other all day long. Hey, Drake unfollowed Rihanna uh, after she got pregnant. Hey, but 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 come on down to Wingstop. You got delicious flavors. All well, different kinds of flavors for you to choose from. Undeniable, but still. Mitchell Tinpenny was obsessed with Michael Jackson and Usher when he was a kid. He studied their music, their melodies, and even how they danced. He said he wouldn't even be an artist without their music and influenced. Well, it's good to know since I have no idea who you're talking about. You don't know who Mitchell Tinpenny is? No, I don't know who Michael Jackson is or, uh, or, Usher. or Usher. Of course it's Mitchell Tinpenny. I don't know who that is. Who is it? Uh, he's a he's a, he's a pop singer from Nashville. 
Is he a... Uh... He has uh, released one studio album and the two extended plays through uh, Riser House Records with the album Telling All My Secrets, released in December of 2018. He's 32 years old, and he's from Nashville. Yeah, I'm looking at him right now. Never seen him in a day in my life. Yeah, I don't... I don't... That's, how, that's how you know you're getting old, when you, when you have such a disconnect with a younger generation. No, I, I don't know if it's, well, age is a part of it. I think also a lot of it has to do when you are described as a country pop singer. At that point, my eyes begin to glaze yeah, I over, guess, I and I don't so. even want to hear any logic Yeah, because I don't following listen it. to country pop. God, no. Please. Uh, I, got, I got enough records and tapes in my collection. I don't need to add that whole genre onto it. Do you know who all-time low is? Uh, no, but I've been there. Well, then I guess I don't know about that story. They're a band. Uh, they're seeking legal action against anonymous online users who made sex abuse allegations against the band and their guitarist. They're going to be, quote, uh, mobilize and utilize the civil court system to identify the culprits, prove that the defamatory statements are false, and seek justice. To which, once that's all settled, no one will even remember what you were talking about. Wow. And that is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Kiter is View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the King of Snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, great news. Today is the opening ceremonies for the Winter Olympic Games in Beijing, China. Beijing, of course, allegedly the first city in history to host both the Winter and Summer Olympic Games. And while that may be a moderately interesting piece of useless information, for my money, there's nothing more exciting than seeing 5,000 athletes from 80 different nations compete in 102 Olympic events amongst 15 different winter sports while simultaneously under the watchful supervision of a brutal communist regime known for its de facto one-party rule and ruthless human rights abuses. It's gonna be fantastic. You're gonna have curling. You're gonna have speed skating. You're gonna have dudes and bobsleds. You're gonna have all these events. But more importantly, you're going to have 5,000 athletes compete in carefully controlled bubbles that have been constructed throughout the city to ward off the possible effects of a rapidly spreading variant to the coronavirus. And if it's good enough for the Chinese government, which restricts the personal freedoms of more than 1.4 billion citizens, then who am I to cause waves? Now, of course, there are some who believe that perhaps we should have boycotted the Beijing Olympics due to our country's delicate relationship with China's communist government. I say poppycock. If a good run of curling doesn't bring us all together as opposing nations, then what will? Listen, I'm all for competing amidst the totalitarian authority, which restricts free and unfettered internet usage, uh, freedom of press, freedom of assembly or religion or speech, or the right to have children or to formulate your own social organizations. That's our stuff, and not everybody needs to have it. So when you're watching the opening ceremonies tonight, I'm sure you'll see nothing but smiling faces and probably very little coverage of the armed guards and firing squads that are sitting outside. So enjoy the games, have some laughs, and for God's sakes, let's go in there and win some medals for Team USA before anyone gets caught up in the state-sponsored human trafficking, which, of course, nobody can fully confirm. But hey, it's my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Do you know the difference between a ball cock and a closet flange? How's your flapper holding up? You need to talk to Ricardo. Ricardo's the plumbing specialist at the Island Pond Rockies in Springfield. You got a plumbing problem? See Ricardo. Good people, plumbing people. And rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch.
Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 611 on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, crappy this morning. Freezing rain and for most of the day, too. You're going to see uh, like a thick coating of ice over the next several hours as the temperature begins to drop. And then uh, going to be a high of uh, only 35 for the day. We're actually we're at 34. We're one degree below the high, which means we're going down, baby. No, oh, we're going down hard. We're, ta- we're going to take it real hard today. I was uh, just on that uh, <laughs> that app, that Zones app, which yeah. you know, tells you what the difference between uh, you, the time you're in, your time zone, and other parts of the world. Yeah. So uh, Beijing, China, is 13 hours ahead of us. Uh, Donnie. Uh, now, I, 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 now, I'm, I'm not trying to confuse anybody uh, well, here. But you do. But well, I'm, not, I'm not trying to. It's, if, if I do, it's completely unintentional. What I'm saying uh, by uh, pointing this out is there are Olympic events that are going to happen as this show is going on. And I know a lot of people get all bent out of shape when you tell them, hey, you'll never guess who won a gold medal in this event. And they get, oh, you spoiled it. And it's, what's the point of even watching it if I know how it ends? It, you, 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 never, you may know how it ends, but you may not know how they got there. And to right. me, that's the difference. I mean, in, Anybody can sit here and say, hey, listen, uh, Nadia Comaneci won you know, a bunch of gold medals because she scored perfect tens, but you didn't see her do it, did you? No. Well, you wouldn't because you were too uh, too young. But, uh, you know, <laughs> with the time differences, it's like, uh, what are you going to do? This is, uh, this is why something like this Zones app uh, keeps you honest. Yeah, but I, I, I prefer when the, uh, you know, I mean, obviously the Olympics are in different places every time. They go, you know, they they they're they're on, right? So, uh, yeah, I kind of like them when they're on the uh, on the uh, in the United States somewhere, or at least in an area where I know uh, that I can easily manage time without having to look at an app. To tell me what time zone it is. At least like California, okay, it's three hours behind. I know the, right. this is what time it's going to be. And I, and I think uh, the Olympic Games in twenty twenty eight are going to be in Los Angeles. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so I mean that'll be easy. I mean, you, you, it's only what uh, like a three hour difference. Um, yeah, three yeah, hours. Three yeah. hours. So mm-hmm. you know, at that point, uh, nothing's going to get spoiled. But with China, you know, things are going to get spoiled. I think we just have to understand that uh, with uh, the globalization of communication and technology, it'll be uh, very easy to find out what happened 13 hours in advance. And so uh, I just. I just and I know I've been accused uh, often, uh, very often, uh, rightly or wrongly, of spoiling information. And uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not out there looking to spoil anyone's Olympics. Well, but who, if won, some, who won that curling contest you were talking about? Well, I don't. Uh, you know, again, it's it's early yeah. uh, in the uh, in the competition. Uh, no medals. You, you don't want to. You don't want to jinx it. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm really hoping the Americans sweep curling. Yeah. <laughs> sweep a curling. Uh, you know, I mean, we make fun of that that, that sport, uh, but there's obviously there's a huge like following for that. Let me People- tell you something. You know, we make fun of it because of the brooms and everything, but yeah. that is a serious uh, competition, and it's a very hard competition it's, too. It's really difficult. Um, and listen, I, I'm not an I I'm, I would never. The only time I would ever get to the Olympics is uh, outside one of the venues buying a hot dog. You know, I, that's the kind of that's how my Olympic uh, performance would. Yeah, be. like if they like, say, yeah. you know, West Springfield <laughs> got the Olympics, right? Again, just a hypothetical. Yeah. The closest I'd get to it would probably be the whole, the White Hut. I go to oh, the White yeah. Hut, 
Probably wouldn't even get near the venues. You can just hear about all the winners. Yeah, because they're all they'll all be talking I mean, about it inside the White House. Sh- and I'm sure the White House would probably put up a screen so you could see what's going on over there. You know what I mean? In the in the Olympics. Uh, but uh, yeah, I really enjoy watching the. I don't like winter, and I hate winter. Like I, I wouldn't want to materially participate in a winter sport. Right. But these people are amazing. The the skis, the the you know the different. Uh, the slaloms and the uh, the, the luges with oh, the yeah. sleds and mm-hmm. the, and all that stuff. It's just it's it's pretty cool and it's pretty fast paced. You know, I always thought the, it would be wicked cool to be one of the luge guys mm-hmm. or a bobsledder. Yeah, especially like the guy who's like a, like in the four man bobsled. Yeah, uh, like the guy who's second. There's really not a whole lot for him to do other than just to, to sit there and just you know move to the left. Move to the right. That's real. That's his Olympic skill set right there. Right. What's he really doing inside that bobsled? I mean, they're all you know running. Then they all jump in. Then they sit. I yeah, can do that. But it's uh, it's how you get there. You know. I don't. Is there some sort of control on those things, or is it just you're just going down that luge? Thing? I honestly don't know. All I know is that if sitting is an Olympic event, yeah, I might have international potential. Because I do that as well as maybe any other American alive today. Really? I'm constantly in training uh, to just sit. I'm not the guy that runs. Well, I'm not the guy your, that that pushes. Then where's I'm, your gold medal? Well, Steve, due to uh, my age, uh, my lack of mobility with my knees, mm-hmm. my bad feet, I have uh, taken myself out of Olympic consideration and have for quite a long time. But you know, had uh, had things been a little bit different, had I not been uh, perhaps too portly to fit inside of a bobsled, then uh, yeah, things maybe we we might be having a different conversation today. You and your athletic prowess sitting in that chair. What athletic prowess is there to sit in a bobsled? Uh, you got to run and jump into it. Do you know how hard that must be? You're running for like 10, 15 feet. I mean, I couldn't do it, but I mean, you yeah, know, if I, if I, I were mean, training, I like, yeah, you couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it either. If I were training for it, I mean, I might be able to do it. Uh, you see this uh, thing about Bob Costas? Uh, yeah. What what, what was it? About uh, NBC getting dealt the worst hand imaginable because right. of the, the uh, Olympics. For 25 years, Bob Costas was the face of the Olympics on NBC Sports. And until he stepped away for the Tokyo Games last year, Costas had served in a lead role every Summer Olympics since 1988. He was like the Olympics guy. Like he was. That's the guy you would see when you turned on the TV. Just about any kind of drama, controversy, or logistical problems, including his famous bout with Pink Eye that could possibly arise in covering the Games, Costas has probably been there. Yet with the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing, somehow look and feel different. My friends and colleagues at NBC have been dealt the worst hand imaginable. The 69-year-old Costas. I didn't realize He's he was 69? There. I didn't realize he was that old. From the lack of spectators due to China's COVID-19 restrictions to the network's decision to have almost all of its commentators work out of its studios in Stamford, Connecticut, to the tenuous relationship between the United States and the host country, the task of televising these Olympic Games is fraught with challenges. They're in Stamford? <laughs> Well, I mean, that's as close 13, to... 13,000 miles away from where the games are? That's as close to communist China as I'd ever want to be. Uh, from the lack of spectators due to the restrictions... Oh, yeah, we already did that. While the events will certainly produce their share of feel-good stories and thrilling competition, 
the political tensions over China's human rights policies will always be looming. Listen, uh, we turn a blind eye when we're in competitive sports to any kind of human trafficking or. Oh yeah, no, I'm. Uh, listen, I know there are people that uh, that are very worried about uh, human trafficking, and listen, it's uh, you know I'm not in support of human trafficking at all. But if it's about whether or not we get to enjoy Olympic curling, or say like the two man skeleton, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, uh, you know, human trafficking is going to have to wait. We we're, we got brooms to start sweeping. We're with. gonna have to put the brakes on this human trafficking thing. If that's okay. Yeah, just just stop uh, prostituting yeah, people mean, and children and I mean, things like that. I mean, it's three weeks every every four uh, years. Can't we just uh, you know put it on hold for just a little bit? Uh, and in an appearance last month on CNN, Costas characterized reporting on the Olympics as quasi journalism because the network uh, pays such huge rights fees to broadcast and promote the games and in its best interest to show things in a positive light. However, many staples of Olympic coverage, sights and sounds from traveling around the host country or post-competition interviews with athletes and their families, won't be possible this time around. It really, I mean, when you're so used to doing something so uniformly every single year mm-hmm. and or every single time you do one of these events and then all of a sudden everything has changed, it kind of throws you through a loop, I would imagine. Because you have to... You know, you, you know when we do the Mayflower Marathon every year. Right. Other than that one year last, you know, in twenty twenty, we had to do it here. Where we had to do it here, it wasn't like it was it. It was a different beast, but this is something completely different. At least we changed over to just like a we can do an online touchless thing here. Right. But when you're talking about you know setting up like they're saying the interviews with the traveling with the with the com- competitors and all that stuff you can't do any of that stuff so what do you do to fill that time after you've paid millions and millions of dollars well, I, to I think, cover these things i think what you do is uh you uh, take a totally novel approach yeah. and maybe what you do is you televise events one of the things I hate about the uh, Olympic coverage is just they taught it's commentary and it's color commentary. And no, it's, it's it's all these boring human interest stories. Who gives a rat's ass yeah. about you Listen. know the, the struggles and you know, suffering that these athletes had to had to endure to get to the Olympic? I want to see competition. I mean, I want to I want to see. Uh, cross country skiing. I want to see the biathlon. I mean, I don't really want to see uh, like a short track speed skating that much. But yeah, but yeah, some of the others. I mean, come on, let's uh, let's let's be real here. I want to see some speed skating. Is what I want to see. I don't want to hear you know, somebody's sob story about oh my grandmother died thirty years ago and I never got a, she never got a chance to see me skate. I don't I don't I don't care. By the way, I just saw that it was like thirty something years ago uh, last week. That the Tanya Harding, uh, Nancy Kerrigan thing went down. That's thirty years ago. It's yeah, nineteen ninety-two. Yeah, nineteen ninety-two. The Lily, wasn't it? The Lily Hammer. Yeah, yeah, it was. Man, yeah. it's unbelievable. Thirty years. Thirty years. I remember that story like it was yesterday. Just lo- it was that was. The, you know what? If that was a human interest story to follow, that was a damn good Wait, one. Wait, no, Lily Hammer. Was it ninety-four? Maybe it was ninety-four. When did it, that must have been ninety-four? I think. I don't. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, either way, uh, what was the? What was the? There was a joke about the Nancy Kerrigan thing. Uh, what did she order when she went to Kentucky Fried Chicken? Uh, what? Uh, two battered legs and a small thigh or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I got, it's I got, still I got, funny. I got, I got to find. I got still to find funny. Out, I think. 
Um, yeah, you know, I I, uh, I, 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 I like watching the Olympic events. I really do. I do, too. That's, I, that's what I'm saying. These people are super talented. And you know what? The other thing about, uh, like, the U.S. television coverage is we tend to only care about American athletes. But, you know, you know, there are tremendous athletes all across the world that we never get a chance to see because our coverage is so fixated on just Americans. It's fixated on that, and it's also this, yeah, America! Like, we don't really kind of accept that there, like you said, there's other places in the world where yeah. people are super talented. Super talented. Unless yeah. someone is, you know, is, is, is succeeding in an extraordinary yeah. way, you don't see some of the best performances of the Olympics because we're too busy worrying about which Americans are figure skating. Plus, it's, a, it's also a political thing. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, there's, there's issues with China. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the American way of, uh, you know... Not wanting to that fear of not wanting to be, I don't know, polluted by China. Sure, no, I, I get that. Things like that. I get that. But on the so, other, but on the other hand, you want if you're really interested in Olympic sports, you want to see the very best right. competitors compete in, in their sport that they've been training for for their whole lives. That's all I'm saying. And I just like it's just you know the the broadcast just gets so bogged down and stuff. I I can't. Really wrap my hands around because I just want to see events being played out. Yeah. See, I'm I'm going to do the ice luge thing, but I'm just going to stand at the bottom and have somebody pour a giant bottle of vodka from the top of it. Ah, the so you do an ice luge. luge. Yeah, yeah right. I love go, that. Baby, baby, baby. Now we're talking. It's 6:25 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Charlie Epstein here, and I. Before. It's 6:27 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sleet and freezing rain uh, this morning as the temperatures are starting to drop. Um. Supposedly a high of 35 today. Yeah, maybe. Be, I don't know. It's but they're calling for like one to four inches of ice, depending on where you are in the Pioneer Valley. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, yeah, and that's uh, listen, I I I know that people don't like uh, driving in snow. I don't like driving in ice, not because I can't drive in ice. Yeah, but because nobody else can drive in ice, and I don't trust anybody if they're driving in ice. Yeah, I don't trust anybody who drive. I don't trust anybody driving anyway. Probably a good idea. People are nuts, man. I'm driving down Route 5 yesterday. Mm -hmm. This guy's going like 90 miles an hour, like zigzagging through traffic. However, he was using his blinker the entire time he was switching lanes. Well, that was good. Which I was very impressed by. But uh, what the hell, man? Like, where are you going? I, 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 we saw something the other day. There was like a, there was like a, like a delivery truck on the yeah. side of the road, uh, you know, delivering stuff to a store. Yeah. And uh, on the other end... On the uh, the open end of the truck, there was another car that backed out into traffic. Yeah, that did not stop or look to see what was coming yeah. on the <laughs> other side. It's like, well, the truck has stopped. That's uh, that's my barrier, and that's my cue to go. It's, it's like, are you? It, it, it wasn't snowing. It was a perfectly dry day. But it's like you know, people just don't pay attention to what's going on around them when the weather is good. Never mind when the weather is sloppy. Ever since this uh, this pandemic began. It's like people have just said, screw it. I'm just going to drive as fast and furious as I possibly can. I'm dodging danger bullets all day long. What's if, one more? If I Paul Walker myself into a tree <laughs> near the Big E, then so be it. That's the hill I'd like to die on. <laughs> and so you shall. Uh, hey, let's laugh. Tell me. 
Tell me which one. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome Hyundai will pay uh, for your car, whether you're traded or not, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. All right, so there's this mental institution, right? Okay. And a nurse walks into the room in, in, inside the mental institution and uh, and sees a patient acting like he's driving a car, right? Sure. And the nurse says, hey, Charlie, what are you doing? And Charlie goes, I'm driving to Chicago. And the nurse uh, wishes him a good trip and leaves the room. Uh, the next day, the nurse enters Charlie's room just as he stops driving his imaginary car and says, well, Charlie, how you doing? And Charlie goes, I just got into Chicago. <laughs> Great, okay. says the nurse. The nurse then leaves Charlie's room, goes across the hall into Bob's room, and finds Bob sitting on his bed furiously playing with himself. Okay. Yeah. Right. And she's like, oh, my God, Bob, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm screwing Charlie's wife while he's in Chicago. <laughs> ah! You see? Because he thought he knew the guy was leaving Imaginary, he was going to bang his imaginary wife. Booyah! Bax and O'Brien. Feet two. The Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Longmeadow police are asking for the public's help in their search for a man involved in an ATM skimming incident. According to the news release, the man involved in this incident may be driving a white 2012 Honda Crosstour with an Illinois license plate. Longmeadow police further stated that when using an ATM machine... Actually, that's redundant. It's ATM. That's right. Otherwise, it'd right. be... Uh, uh, ATM. It's just ATM. I don't even know what the AT stands for. Machine. No, the AT. I don't know what uh, the M stands for. Automated teller. Automated teller. Thank well, you. I don't know why I Right, that. but then there was another one. That That'd be automated teller machine machine. Anytime money was another one. Remember that one? There was an anytime money? Yes, I do. But uh, automated teller machine, I think. Well, well anyway, uh, make sure when you're using one of these things that it hasn't been tampered with and check the keypad before inserting your card. It's uh, further noted that if the numbers are hard to press, it might be tampered with. Or you're just in an area where somebody decided to spill one of their Orange Julius cups all over the keypad. Oh, man, what a wreck that is. Uh, if you have uh, any information in regards to identifying this man, because you can go on the Longmeadow Police Facebook page and see his picture, uh, you're asked to contact the Longmeadow Police. Now, uh, with Illinois plates... Could have been. Uh, could it have been a rented vehicle? Uh, could have been. Uh, you, you never get like local plates in a rented vehicle. I don't know though. Uh, Twenty twelve Honda Cross Tour. That doesn't seem to be old. like a like a rental vehicle. I'm just saying. Yeah, you can switch the plates, I suppose. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, usually rental vehicles are like you know the stock Camrys and the you know the right. different little. Uh, I don't know more recognizable vehicles. You know, my car is a former rental. Is it? Yeah. I got that thing with like 12,000 12, miles on it. City like, or highway? Uh, city. Ooh, ooh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, but I don't, I mean, you don't know where you're getting your vehicle from. You really don't. Did they tell you when you bought the vehicle where it was coming from? No, but I didn't ask a lot of questions. 
just like a nod and a wink, and we were off to off with the keys. Yeah, but did you buy it from a dealership or did you buy it from like a rental place? A I bought place? it from a dealership. Okay, and they said this was a rental. At it was point. a rental. That's why it's so cheap, and that's why there's so few miles. Oh, because somebody beat the hell out of this thing. Yeah, and then I said, well, did anybody like roll back the odometer like you're supposed to do? And they said, no, that's illegal. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. sure, yeah, yeah. right. You know, that, that's a really interesting. I learned a lot about uh, vehicles. Uh, having people that I know work on them. When you, like, w- w- if you take, um, like, an odometer, like, 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 just the piece of it. Yeah. Like, that unplugs from whatever is in the car. But when you take that thing and plug it into, like, another vehicle, let's say you're, like, repairing a vehicle. Right. The mileage matches up with whatever the computer says in the car. It's not like you're taking mileage from one car and putting it on another car. Interesting. The computer itself is the thing that actually tells the odometer what the reading is going to be. So there's right. no actual computer inside the thing other than the, you know. Well, I don't the, have, like, the my car didn't have, like, the spinning numbers. It's all on a, on a computer display on the dashboard. Yeah. So I'm, I'm taking their word for it. You know, a couple right. keystrokes and boom, all of a sudden I could be, you know, we could just forget all about the first 300,000 miles in the car. Yeah. I would love that. That would be good. Good for resale. Oh, that's high resale value. <laughs> I like when they say Florida car because it didn't get any salt or snow da- or sand damage. Right. But that means it doesn't have like an undercoating on it either. So when you bring it up here, yeah. all of a sudden it, it, uh, it, it rusts out almost immediately. Yeah, you don't want that. No. Uh, the state uh, police and the state police fire an explosion investigation team. Ooh, that sounds like a cool thing to be a part of. Explo- what is it? The ex- explosion investigation team. Yeah, that does sound kind of cool. I like it, when stuff gets blowed up. There, well, w- blowed up when nobody's like injured or. Oh yeah, no, there. I don't want to see anybody yeah. get injured. But like uh, when the, you know, when the strip club blew up. I mean, I know yeah. that's a, it was it was a horrible uh, nightmare, but yeah. I mean, it blowed up. I, I mean, just, it blowed up good. <laughs> I always remember the uh, never forget memes of like a heel, like a like a stripper's heel sitting out on the Worthington Street. That, that's a Pulitzer Prize winner right there. I'm surprised that didn't uh, it didn't win. Anyway, uh, these folks are looking for the public's help in identifying a man who was uh, responsible for setting a large fire on January 23rd in Everett. According to the article by the Mass State Police, the fire occurred at 69 Norman Street at uh, 11 p.m. Anyone with information is asked to contact the tip line. Uh, a confidential tip uh, can also be made to the arson reward program for up to five thousand dollars. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would totally turn somebody in for that money. For five grand? Yeah, like if I knew you did that. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, it was Mike Baxendale. He did it. Wait a minute, you turned me in for like five grand? Don't you think I'm at least seventy five hundred uh, worth? At least that much? Listen, uh, our threshold's about two hundred and fifty dollars, and then everything's off the table after Steve, that. Steve, I, I listen. I don't mean to make you feel bad, but yeah. I wouldn't turn you in for anything less than twelve. Really? Yeah, twelve fifty. Somebody gave me three hundred bucks. I'd turn you in. You bastard. Yeah, I know. Wow. Think you know a guy? Yeah. Well, <laughs> like in so many communities in Massachusetts. Oh, by the way, this is the follow-up with Don Shipman going yeah. to the shipyard, right. if you will. At the uh, at the South Hadley Wastewater Treatment Plant. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is a real ship house, apparently. Uh, apparently. Uh, like, we got to be very careful when we say that. Uh, I'm, whole, I'm being very deliberate. <laughs> like so many communities in Massachusetts, South Hadley saw a dramatic increase in COVID cases shortly after the new year. 
but the town managed to weather the surge with the help of data that other local municipalities do not have access to. Uh, the 22 News I team toured the South Hadley wastewater treatment facility on James Street in Chicopee. The plant processes sewage for South Hadley and parts of Chicopee in Granby. It also collects samples of wastewater to be tested for COVID-19. And at the start of the new year, South Hadley saw a dramatic increase in COVID-19 in their wastewater. In fact, the virus increased sevenfold from one test sample to another. So the people of South Hadley, especially those ones that think their crap don't stink, mm-hmm. uh, it can be proven that that's not true. Yeah, your, your but you know, you know how does. like South Hadley is. I mean, if if they're gonna be pointing fingers with all that human waste, they're probably gonna be pointing it right at Chicopee and yeah. saying it's not us, it's you, or or South Hadley Falls, or South Hadley Falls. Yeah, it's not us, it's you <laughs> it's people. The falls. Right, it's the ones down by the water. Yeah, all the nasty stuff comes falls off the falls. Uh, I had never seen anything like that, so that was certainly an indication as to what was in store for January, and it gives uh, certainly gives us a head start. That's according to South Hadley Town Administrator Lisa Wong. Wong said the I team uh, they uh, told the I team they used wastewater data in conjunction with regular COVID testing to better inform the public uh, health decision making. For example, like many uh, municipalities, the South Hadley Board of Health and and select board uh, reinstituted an indoor mask mandate for local businesses their goal was to stop the spread of the virus okay but when you put the mask mandate in did the number of cases go down inside the wastewater treatment plant I good question so. i don't think it did because the mask mandate was put in back in like november for south hadley you know i know uh you not to not to get off the uh, the topic uh, here yeah. about the covid but can you imagine spending tons of money to become a scientist yeah. in college. Let's say you uh, you go through your four years of college, cost you, you know, $60,000 a year. Maybe there's like a maybe there's like a master's degree that's required for the job. So then, you know, that's an extra 2 years at another $60,000 a year. You're mm-hmm. in solvable debt for the remainder of your life. Right. And you get that first lab job and you say, "Well, what what's the what do I? What will I be doing here in this new position? Well, you'll be sniffing out human yeah. waste. You'll be testing the poo from South Hadley's wastewater treatment plant. Don Shipman will be here to film the whole thing. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> he's like a, he's like a little kid walking around the suit. Ooh, and what do we have over here? Ooh, is that poo? Ooh, frosting. Ooh, yeah. It's like you got to be careful with what you touch over there. Now, is that a dessert topping? Yeah, you know, I'm just, I just, I'm fixated on like, you know, first of all, you know, why anybody would want to go into the human waste business, uh, you know, for sampling, and then, uh, and then, and then the other thing is like, you know, well, why are we doing stories on human waste and how what they're trying to find inside yeah, of it? There's probably a lot of money in all this stuff. I would hope so. That, I hate to think of all the money we let slip through our fingers. That's what they call it, poo's gold. I think they call it fool's gold, Steve. Uh, national Grid customers are experiencing, a, uh, were experiencing a power outage uh, due to a blown transformer in East Longmeadow. Who was doing that kind of thing? How do you, and how do you mount one of those things? I don't know. That seems to be, I mean, you need like extra balance, some athletic ability. <laughs> you, yeah, you, yeah, you, <laughs> your wife comes home. Hey, where have you been? She's got like. You know, just burn marks all around her mouth. <laughs> Where you been? Nothing. Who are you with? I was with National Grid, okay? 
He's just got something electric about him that just makes me want to be with him all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, that's I, that's plausible. And that wasn't mm. something she just, you know, uh, she just did. She no. Start, she started out small with, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like an electrical socket, kind of like a glory hole. Right. Kind of thing. <laughs> right. You, start, you start with a little yeah, thing, you start and then in the you work your way up yeah, to you the st- blown transport. You start in the basement with the breakers <laughs> right. and, the, and the electrical panel. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're climbing the poles. What happened? I blew a transformer. Hey, fix the damn power and leave your private life out of there. Yeah, his name is Optimus Prime. Yeah. I never saw that episode of the Transformers either. <laughs> the uh, UMass uh, police, uh, uh, Amherst police, uh, if, if you didn't know, UMass Amherst police. Yes. Yeah. Right. The one that's here uh, is warning students of an increase in catalytic converters stolen from vehicles. UMass police say they received two reports Wednesday of stolen catalytic converters from lot 12 and lot 22. Ooh. 2 2. Uh, yes. Was it? Oh, it was two two on what day was two two? Uh, that was uh, that was Groundhog's Day. That, that was Wednesday. Been, yeah, that was Wednesday. Isn't that weird? Lot twelve and lot twenty two on two two twenty two. You like a numerologist or something? No, I just uh, oh, I say just was trying to put things together. Gotcha. Uh, anyway, any vehicle uh, can be a target, but it appears Toyota and Honda vehicles are the thieves' cars of choice, according to several police reports. If you see something suspicious, you're asked to contact contact the uh, UMass PD. Um, yeah, these things are. Uh, we've talked about this before. How quickly they do these. All they're doing, they're going under there with the, like bolt cutters and you or know, like, oh, even like a sawzall. Something. You do it in seconds, and then yeah, because everything's battery powered now. You don't need cords and everything to do this stuff. Right. I didn't even I didn't know how they steal like how people steal um, the reels off a car. So, oh yeah. So you, if you want to know how to do this, by the way. Uh, you yeah, put, hold on, let me get the, let me get a pen and some paper here. You okay, I want to take notes. You put the cinder block under. Like whatever tire you want to take off, yeah, and then you let the air out of the tire, right? So the car lowers onto the cinder block, yep. and then you can take the tire off. All right, how many? And you do that on each uh, in each corner, and then you got yourself a full set of rims, my friend. How many pounds of pressure do I have to release from the uh, the tire? Thirty two. Thirty two. I mean, I have to release all thirty two. Well, you gotta you gotta get it down enough where the car rests onto would... the uh, thing, which you probably would have to. Oh, I think know, probably no more than twenty five percent. Well, You're I mean, wasting time waiting for all. all listen, if I'm uh, filling my tires at 33 to 34, uh, you know, psi. <laughs> I'm not gonna empty the damn things. Yeah. Well, I'm just uh, saying. Who's got the time? I thought it was pretty interesting in how the how the tires were taken off the vehicles. These uh, catalytic converter uh, dirt bags that yeah. are uh, you know going all over the place. I had a friend of mine. He's a a, a mechanic, and uh, you know he was saying that you know it, that it literally it literally takes no time mm-hmm. at all to remove it. But it takes an awful lot to put it back. Yes. And that's a very costly that, repair. Well, because not only is the part itself very expensive, the yeah. labor-intensive uh, work that goes along with that is very expensive, too. You know, maybe what we need to do is start building these things without so many precious metals. Maybe what we should do is either like a, like a 3D printer technology type of uh, catalytic converter or fill it with like a silly putty instead. Yeah, I'm pretty sure something you, that's that's not valuable to anybody. I'm pretty sure you can't make something that gets up to about a thousand degrees. 
I don't know. It's pretty hot, though. It, yeah, it's hot. So, okay, so maybe. A couple hundred degrees, at least. Sorry, so maybe silly yeah. putty doesn't work. And I would assume, you know, based plastic. upon, well, like the super elastic bubble plastic, that'd yeah. be pretty cool, too. That could work. Uh, a 50-year-old woman in North Dakota has a thing for men in uniform, and she's looking at six years in prison for it, too. Hey, now. All right. Sandra Cobb Sabo was out drinking early Saturday morning when she spotted a handsome police officer, so she ran up to him and slapped him on his ass. Is that wrong? Uh, yeah, apparently. She must have really walloped him because the cop said it caused pain, so he arrested her. He took her down to the station, and along the way, she called him a sexy cop and asked him if he was married and... She uh, and said she loves a man in uniform and said things that she shouldn't be doing and saying. And she couldn't believe she was going to jail for slapping a sexy police officer. She was charged with a felony count of simple assault against a peace officer and sexual assault for offensive contact, which is a misdemeanor. She's looking at up to six years in prison if convicted on both charges. Yeah, I don't know the law very well enough to know the difference. But let's just say that uh, rather than slap this officer yeah. upside the butt cheeks, what would have uh, been the charge if she just, you know, nuzzled up against it with a warm embrace? Uh, I don't know. But I'm looking at this woman's mugshot. And? I would have to say that, and this is an assumption, that uh, this is discrimination on behalf of the police department. Because if this woman uh, were maybe a supermodel or somebody way better looking than what I'm looking at in front of me, mm -hmm. that charge might have changed. Are you, and I haven't seen the mugshot, are you suggesting that uh, she is, how shall I put this and be sensitive, uh, gross? wouldn't say gross, uh, just not my cup of tea, I guess. Well, you've got and very high standards. Probably most I mean, people's not cup of tea. Yeah, but I mean, how high are your standards? I mean, are they are they realistic standards, or are you like you know shooting for the moon on this uh, one? My standards are always very realistic. I always try to see the beauty somewhere in there. I'm looking at this one. Mm, You're not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. Maybe she's I'm a real nice kidding. person deep inside. She Maybe. could. She well, she's she liked cops. Okay, well, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, at yeah. least she's not going out there and, and you know accusing cops of you know one thing or another. She likes a man in uniform. Is she, that so bad? Uh, no, and I, and I don't mean to stereotype, but she looks like the kind of person who would say to a cop, Come in, let me slap your sexy ass bottom there, you beautiful boy. You know, one of the things I've never understood about a woman who likes a man in uniform, does that apply to all uniforms? Yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, are you, uh... Could the uh, night manager <laughs> at McDonald's with his smock, be, could that be considered a uniform? Hey, I mean, it is a uniform. Some chicks like that stuff. They like that, uh... Every it's anybody, any person has their own personal preference of what they find attractive. Yeah, I know. Like you go to you, you go yeah. to like a Burger King, and there's the the yeah. manager. Hi, what's your name? Says there, it's Kyle. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Can well, I have some onion rings? Well, maybe there are. Uh, I'm sure there are women out there that find certain people attractive that most people wouldn't feel like they're right like. but if but if they're look at me for god's sakes right now people think i'm attractive yeah <laughs> it confounds everybody but yeah uh, but if it's a, a i love a man in uniform mm -hmm. what are the parameters of the uniform i mean i i know yeah. a guy he's a crossing guard he's retired and he wears the he wears that that that, yeah. that, that green 
smock over his clothes to let everybody know, hey, I'm helping the kids cross the street after school. I'm a slow sign bunny. Mm, Look at that. Look at him holding that slow and then stop sign. I just want to know if that guy gets the the same consideration as a a cop or a firefighter. You don't think that uh, crossing guard over in Chicopee that... uh, The one that waves? Yeah, the one that waves and the, the news did a whole thing on him. You don't think that guy's getting ass left and right? He might be. Done with his crossing. He's probably. I bet you. I bet you. There's a lot of hot moms that go drive by that guy and dropping their kids off to school. Bottle and go. You know what? I'm gonna ask him out for a cup of coffee. Listen, that's a busy intersection. A lot of yeah. yummy mummies over that's there. I'll tell you that. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying too. Yeah. Actually, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today. Uh, it's gonna suck this morning. Uh, it's cha- everything's gonna change over to freezing rain. And we're gonna see uh, quite a bit of ice throughout the Pioneer Valley. So be careful with that. That's going to last all the way uh, until this evening, and supposedly a high of 35, but we are one degree below the high right now, which is 34 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 6.58 at Elton John, Rock 102. It's going to be crappy this morning as all this rain changes over to freezing rain, and uh, ice is going to build up throughout the area. It's going to be like that for most of the day. Tomorrow, sunny but cold and a high of only 25. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, real quick, uh, tomorrow's Bourbon Barbecue and Blues at the Delaney House, uh, as you know, is sold out. But there is one remaining chance for you to win tickets. You just go to go to rock102.com before noon today, and we'll choose a winner at random later later on today. It's your chance to win tickets to the sold-out Bourbon Barbecue and Blues at the Delaney House from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Hey, do you know what today is? Uh, Friday? Yes, but it's also February 4th. Do you know... Well, here's a little trivia question for you. What significant event happened on February 4th of 2004? Who? 2004. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a hint. All right, yes. Uh, It has to do something with Harvard. Harvard? Mm Mm-hmm. 2004. Yeah. I don't know. A Harvard sophomore named Mark Zuckerberg launched The Facebook, a social media website where he had built in order Mm. to connect Harvard students with one another. And then, of course, by 2006, it was open to everyone. And then here we are. It's uh, February 4th, 2022, and his company has now lost 26% of its value. Go figure it out. What are you going to do? Hey, happy day in history. was a good run for a while. It's 7 o'clock with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Bourbon. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the king of snow. Get an errands at Rockies. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I'll be honest with you. I send out accidental texts to people at least 15 times a week. I'll compose a long-winded message, carefully check for grammatical errors and spelling mistakes, and before you can say, you've got mail, I'm sending that text to the wrong dude. It happens all the time. That's because when it comes to combining technology and diligence at the same time, I'm an absolute menace. Perhaps this is the reason that Patriots head coach Bill Belichick appears to be getting sucked into this whole legal fiasco with former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores. Earlier this week, I told you that Brian Flores has filed a lawsuit against the Miami Dolphins contending that he was paid $100,000 every time his team lost a game to help bolster their position in the NFL draft. Flores also claims that because he was fired from the team, allegedly for winning too frequently, 
He has been excluded from other employment opportunities around the NFL, including with the Giants and the Denver Broncos. According to Flores, Bill Belichick could be called as a witness after he accidentally sent Flores a text congratulating him on being hired as the new head coach of the Giants, which he did not become. You see, apparently, Belichick thought he was sending the text to Buffalo Bills offensive quarter Brian DeBall, who did get the job. Instead, he accidentally sent it to Brian Flores instead. Look, that sort of mistake could happen to anybody. You got two guys in your contacts named Brian, any one of us could have made that unfortunate error in judgment. The only difference is that none of us are likely to get called to testify in a federal lawsuit because of it. Listen, I'm sure Bill Belichick meant no harm. He just hit send before checking who he was sending it to. But when you send it to a guy who feels he's been unjustly denied other coaching opportunities because his previous boss is an integrity-deficient dirtbag, then you could see how something like this could be so upsetting. Bottom line is, don't hit send until you're sure where it's going. Otherwise, you'll have a stack of subpoenas waiting for you, and nobody wants that sort of headache. But hey, it's my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, some people walk out the door, slip on their ass, while some people go to Rocky's and stock up on smart things like ice melt. What kind of person are you? Winter Storm headquarters before and after the storm. That's why you go to Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. It's Classic Rock at 713 and ACDC on Rock 102. Sleet and freezing rain for most of the day. Going to be very slippery out there, so be careful. Uh, ice accumulating throughout the Pioneer Valley. Could see up to like three-eighths of an inch of ice. That's a lot of... Am I crazy or is that a lot of ah, ice? That's a lot of ice. Sunny and cold tomorrow with a high of only 25. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, I don't know if you were aware of this, but Rock 102 has long been a rock and roll radio station. Uh, Really? Yes. Uh, Even I be- uh, Fleetwood Mac's Dreams. Yeah, and it's like it's a real bubble song. I get that. Uh, that can go either way on that one. But, yeah, no, that is considered technically a rock and roll song. Wow. Go figure. Well, but uh, Listen, I, go ahead. Well, I the, I mean, the reason I bring yeah. this up is uh, this week, mm-hmm. uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, which is by and large a big phony scam, uh, announced their nominees for their 2022 class of enshrinement. And in May, they will whittle this uh, this uh, list down to uh-huh. between five and, and seven uh, you know, inductees. Out of 17. Out of, out of 17. And Nom- nominees, not inductees. These are just nominations. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and you know, of course, I'm sure anyone will say, oh, it's just, it's just great to be nominated. But when this list came out uh, yesterday, uh, it shocked a few people because they're – are a few inclusions on it where mm-hmm. you could say, what the hell are they doing right. on that list? And as a uh, as a longtime employee of rock and roll radio stations, mm-hmm. I have to tell you, I kind of agree with the uh, with the uh, with the criticism. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's more about it's more like the pop hall of fame because you're crossing over into different genres of music and. Why didn't they just call it that? Is it because most mu- most modern music is derived from rock and roll? Well, or is it... I, I think uh, because rock and roll is kind of an amalgamation of like country and yeah. blues and R&B and other forms of music. Right. That it's easy to say, well, this music may have influenced 
uh, other people who created rock and roll music. And so that's why you would have, say, like, oh, I don't know, a Dolly Parton. Ooh. Is this Jolene? Of course it's Jolene. 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 Now, I I like, I, who doesn't love Dolly Parton? A lot, love, of, a lot of reasons to like Dolly. But she's not a rock and roll star. This she's sound a like, country star. Does this sound like a rock and roll to you? Jolene, Jolene, Jolene! Please don't take him just because you can. Nah, it's a great song. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to crap all over uh, Dolly yeah. Parton. That would be, that would be wrong. But you know, does she belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I would say probably not. Now she belongs in the Country Music Hall of Fame, and I think she's in it. I, that's what I mean. What the hell does she need to be? Well. But did her inf- see? This is what I'm talking about. Are they categorizing rock and roll because, you know, she wrote a lot of music for other artists. Yeah, but too. she's I, but right, and she's also in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Right. So maybe because Whitney Houston's uh, "I Will Always Love You," mm-hmm. maybe. But did she write that? Like that's what I mean. Dolly Parton wrote it, right? But yet, so ironically, then, uh, Whitney Houston not nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I don't consider her to be rock and roll either. But nevertheless, neither one. You know, she's not nominated. Yeah. So here's who's here's who's nominated. When they when they nominate Whitney Houston, are they going to give her a gift card to Bed Bath and Beyond? I don't think so, Steve. And yeah. I think in many ways that's very insensitive. Uh-huh. Uh, a Tribe Called Quest, Beck, Pat okay. Benatar, Kate Bush, Devo. Duran Duran, Eminem, The Eurythmics, Judas Priest, uh, Fila Kuti, MC5, New York Dolls, Dolly Parton, Rage Against the Machine, Lionel Richie, Carly Simon, Dionne Warwick. Now, Fila Kuti. Very influential world artist. <laughs> very like, influential indeed. Uh, he's friends with Dick Gozinia. No. Barry McAuchner. No. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Not uh, related at all. Now, again, if you're going to you know, you know, narrow down this list, there are a lot of people who were saying that Duran uh, Duran didn't belong on it. Mm-hmm. I would argue they do. I think Duran Duran should be given a second look. Well, her name is Rio, and she dances on the sand. You're or absolutely are you, right. Or are you doing that. Hungry by the What are you doing? Are you playing this music? Uh, I'm. Uh, well, I was going to play uh, Rio, yeah. but I was too busy uh, listening to... Uh, oh, here we go. Oh, oh there we go. I like guess this is the, nice the long version. This, this takes too long. Yeah, you're right. It's taking way too long. I don't remember. All right, so I'll, I'll switch to Hungry Like a Wolf. There you go. All right, there you go. <laughs> When I was in high school, this song was the biggest friggin' song on radio. Yeah. Huge. A monster. We all played it. Yeah. Every single one of us. And anyone who says they didn't, lying right to my face. I think people sleep on Duran Duran. I, I grew up with all this stuff. My my oldest sister is your age. Right. So I got to take, you know, with all my siblings all being like in sequential order and then me being the complete accident eight years behind all of them. Right. Uh, I, w- I grew up with a, like all. It's funny how only children who are one year apart from each other can expose you to all different kinds of genres of music. 
Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, like my parents were into, uh, my dad was into like the old country, like the Johnny Cash and the Tom T. Halls and the, you know, uh, uh, Marty Robbins and things yeah, like right. that. And then my mother was like a huge Elvis Presley fan. Huge Elvis Presley fan. Sure. But she also had her record collection from her mother, which was all like, you know, Irish singers like the Clancy Brothers and mm-hmm. Tommy Makeham and you know all that stuff. So I got, I got, I got a. T- I, that's what was my music experience growing up, which was kind of cool actually, because I got to taste everything. You know? See, my my parents were uh, like right on that cusp of being, uh, you know, bohemian hippies with their music. You know, like yeah. my dad had a lot of folk music. You know, a lot of the. You know, the Kingston Trio. Uh, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 You know, yeah. Joan Baez. But then, you know, he also liked, uh, you know, the, the Johnny Cash and and, and, yeah. and the old 50s music. He loved that stuff. Well, that, that's a generational thing because yeah. your dad's probably the, was the same age as my dad was or roughly around there. Probably. And and, yeah. and my mom, uh, man, you can't shake her away from a Josh Groban record or mm-hmm. uh, Carly Simon. She loves that uh, that yeah. stuff. Yeah, so uh, the, three, uh, the three of my sisters, so I had, uh, for my oldest sister, I had, like, the sounds of the '70s, you know, you heard um, like Billy Joel. A lot of Billy Joel was played. Mm-hmm. A lot of Bay City Rollers. Uh, uh, Leif Garrett. Ooh, uh, love Leif Garrett. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the other guy. Um, uh, Bobby Sherman. No, another teen pop idol. Uh, would it have been? Uh, let's see, Andy Gibb. Andy Gibb. That's what actually it was. Andy Gibb. Yeah. There was a lot of like a lot of like Bee Gees. So I learned all that stuff. And then my my second oldest sister, uh, she was into like the meatloaf and um, what was the Ario Speedwagon oh, and yes. things like that. And then uh, my youngest sister out of the three, she was into like the Thompson Twins and Loverboy and, yeah. and like all. So you got three different things. And then my brother comes along. He's originally like the Judas Priest guy and the Twisted Sister guy. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're. Walking around with their flannel shirts and they're smoking their cigarettes and right. lighting firecrackers off in car dealerships, you know, like that's what they did. <laughs> and they went to Aussie concerts and yeah. things like that. Right. So I got I got like a whole like hodgepodge of uh, of different music uh, genres. Right. Uh, that's why I know so much about music. See, like I, the- I, 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 my kids learned from me. Yeah. You know, different kinds of music. And I've learned a little bit from my kids too, which is kind of which is kind of cool. But I didn't learn a whole hell of a lot from my yeah. parents. I, I had a next door neighbor whose parents had like a, you know like Black Sabbath records and Queen yeah. and stuff like that, and I thought that was awesome. And then I had a babysitter who, for my birthday, got me uh, "Rock and Roll Over" by Kiss, Hell's and that changed yeah. my life. Uh, yeah, that that's everybody has that influential record. My, that's it. My first album that was actually mine, Weird Al Yankovic. Well, that's a good choice. And actually, I was like seven or eight years old, and I always wanted to interview him because it's funny how he actually taught me about what the pop songs were. <laughs> I didn't because I I was, you know, you just, I didn't, we didn't have a lot of classic rock growing up in the house. It was more like the pop stuff. Right. So, like, I didn't really hear the who. So, I didn't know that another one rides the bus was another one bites, or or not Uh, the Queen, yeah. Queen. um, But there there was other, he he mentions the who in the song. That's why. Right. But, but, you know, he, but he was like uh, one of those guys that, you know, always had his ear on something. And you could kind of guess what was going on in music. 
based purely on his parodies. Yeah, so I learned the reverse way. Yeah. I actually learned where those songs came from and go, oh, this is what he was doing. So again, as a kid, that was like pretty cool to yeah. discover all that stuff. So I, uh, you know, I, again, they're they're narrowing this list down to from seventeen to five to seven. So I so I I went through it and I picked out who I think should get in. All right, go not ahead. who will get in, who I think should get in. All uh, right. Let me. You wrote it down, right? I wrote okay, it go down. Ahead, go ahead. The New York Dolls mm-hmm. should be in. Okay. Judas Priest should yep. absolutely be in. Okay. The MC5 yeah. should be in. Okay. I'm going to say Pat Benatar should be in. Okay. Okay? And then I'm kind of stuck between Devo and Duran Duran. If the list goes to six or seven, I say you got to get both of them in. But one of the two should definitely be in. All right. You're That's ready? That's what I think. Here's yes. mine. Uh, Beck, for Beck? sure. Absolutely. You know, I like he, I, I like Beck. I think he's a genius. He's but I, a genius, and he, he's incredibly influential too. I, okay, all right, yeah. I'll buy that. Uh, Pat Benatar, yep. I would say Devo for sure. Okay, and then um, Judas Priest. Yep, and the Eurythmics. Tough call with the Eurythmics. I mean, the well, Eurythm- sweet dreams are made of these. Oh, I know, I know. Who had a mind to disagree? <sighs> but would you lie to me? No, I would travel the world in the seven seas. No, I understand that. Everybody's looking for something. I was bringing up another song. But over the New York Dolls and the MC5, it was two of the most influential bands of all time. And they and they keep getting snubbed every single time. So I don't know. I mean, uh, that, that's that's my list. That's your list. I think you got a good list. Yeah, I uh, I was just, I was actually talking to my girlfriend yesterday about the, the Beck, uh, and she's she didn't recall the song. I'm sure she's heard it before, but it was that from that Beck Odelay album back in like 1999, which is a great record. It's awesome, but that song was uh, where it's at. Got two turntables turn and, turn and, and a microphone. Where it's at. Pick yourself up. up the- we should have sang that one. I would have. I would have. I would have. I would have nailed the lyrics on that one. Well, maybe we can do it at a later time. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, that's your Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. It's seven twenty-five at Rock One Hundred Two. Kiter is seven twenty-seven with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. Going to be uh, crappy this morning. Freezing rain for most of the day and a high of only thirty-five. It's thirty-four right now in downtown Springfield. Hmm. Oh, it's it's got that little intro. Yeah, no, it doesn't go right into it. Great song, though. It is a great uh, song. Uh, you know, it's hard to argue with it's you. Got, it's got a long intro to it, though. Uh, it kind of goes into the funk groove. In right do I have to, like, advance it a little meow, bit? Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow. This you gotta no. listen to it in all of its glory. He he. I mean, when he came out with Loser back in like '94. Oh, that I was know. Awesome. That I've interviewed nice. two guys that play in his band. A little up the road from the habitations of the towns we know. A place we saw the lights turn low with jigsaw jazz and the get fresh flow. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts, two turntables and a microphone, bottles and cans, and just clap your hands and just clap your hands. Where's that? I got two turntables and a microphone. Where's that? I got two turntables and a microphone. Where's that? I got two turntables and a microphone. Where's that? I got two turntables and a microphone. Anyway, that's uh, that's Beck. Nicely done. I like at the end when he's like, let's 
Make it out, baby. baby. That's a good <laughs> one. That's good. It's 729. News is next on Rock 102. 731. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering $1,400 off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit YankeeHomeImprovement.com and always use the keyword Rock 102. Is local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. We are under a winter storm warning uh, until late tonight. The uh, 22 News Storm Team issued the weather alert for freezing rain, sleet, and snow Thursday night into Friday morning. It didn't happen. Maybe not here. Maybe up north. I mean, uh, all, all all we got was just rain. But you know, it is it which, is supposed to turn pretty quick. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe the temperature in a different place. I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not uh, getting texts yet of uh, hey, I just ran off the side of 91. Just thought your listeners should know. Well, you know, the temperature's 34, Steve. And as a, as you know, as a trained scientist, water does not freeze until it turns to 32 or below. So at this point, uh, Mr. Science, it's 34, which means water is not frozen yet. By the way, uh, we found that uh, thing yesterday, Mr. Science. Yeah. Uh, it was, I didn't realize it was actually part, it was like a parody. It was like a commercial thing uh, that was embedded in some sort of radio show. Like it was, it was like a part of the, it had started out as this like comedy bit on a radio show mm-hmm. somewhere. And then it, and it kind of. They just isolated it as a a funny thing to play during the day at at the thing, and it was like it was tips from this guy that were very like you shouldn't do those things. Okay, like he would he would tell you something scientific about something, and then go off on this little tangent about like <laughs> how you should uh, you, you know you you should definitely stick your hand directly in an oven. Uh, kind of like a like a super it. Dave of science, right, very much so. And uh, it was very funny, but that last line, I remember. Dr. Science is not a real doctor. I have a master's degree <laughs> in science. <laughs> you know, that's some honesty, though. You don't oh, really yeah. get from a lot of people. You see people on the internet uh, claiming th- themselves to be some sort of like expert, and they're really not. By the way, uh, NBC is uh, showing some of the Olympic uh, opening ceremonies. Yeah. They're showing a bunch of Canadians right now. So oh. when it happens uh, tonight, when you see the parade of nations and yeah. the Canadians' uh, chance, yeah, that'll be that happened 13 hours later, are earlier. They, are they carrying no flags because the trucks couldn't deliver them on time? They've no. all got these long scarves that say Canada on them. There's no doubt in my mind that these are actual Canadians. It looks like quite a festival, quite a feast for the eyes. This opening ceremony, a feast for the eyes. Yes. Ooh. Feast for the eyes. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, but I'll take your word for it. Take my word for it, yeah. and then tonight when you're when you're actually uh, you know peeling yourself away from actually living your life, you'll say, "Hey, you know what? He wasn't wrong." Uh, Longmeadow police are asking for the public's help in their search for a man involved in an ATM skimming incident. According to a news release, the man involved in the incident may be driving a white 2012 Honda Cross Tour with an Illinois license plate. Well, that's why he needs the money. Things are well, costly to be. Well, I mean, they're you know, they've got a, they got a big gas tank. Uh, Long Metal Police further stated that when using an ATM, make sure that it has not been tampered with and check the keypad before inserting your card. It is further noted that if the numbers are hard to press, it might be tampered with. Well, thank you for letting me know. So, am I supposed to make that determination after only one press of a button, uh, or do I put my whole pin number in and then make guesses? I get. I don't know. 
You just you just got to guess. What's your password? Oh, it's a, it's as simple as the nose in your face. It's zero 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 one. Oh, it's not star 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 star. Nah, they wouldn't I've let me do that. Punch, I've seen you punch that in before in the machine. Yeah, and it doesn't work every time. I try I to like, do it. Oh, Bax's uh, pin number is star 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 star. What an idiot! And my password is Bosco. Ooh, don't tell anybody. What? Was I not supposed to tell anybody? Listen, uh, I've been dying to tell somebody this password. Yeah. It's Bosco. <laughs> you know, like the drink. <laughs> Bosco! Bosco! No! <laughs> oh, man, I love that show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just talking to somebody the other day about that, about uh, Seinfeld being on uh, Netflix. It's really not that they're trying to get more people to watch it. It's just for the people like us who just want to go back and reminisce yeah, we've about all those. We've already seen we've, every episode 50,000 times. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really just for the old people now that uh, are just making these references. I think children find it annoying to watch adults watch Seinfeld. Because all we do during every episode is you know shout out lines from the show. Well, and the kids don't have any you know real reference to any of these lines. I mean, that show got off the air in 95 or 96 or whatever the hell it was. It's been off the air for years. Yeah, what when when is the when was the last time it was on? I th- I think it was in the 90s. Mid 90s? Yeah, mid 90s. Wow. I'm trying to remember when everything all fell apart with us in 22. That was the that was the that was the straw that broke the camel's back. But yeah, what are you going to do? Everything is all right as rain today. Uh, I, you know, we could, I could call Don Shipman right now and say, hey, it's Max from Rock 102. And he would say, who? Yeah. Who? I'm sorry. I've never worked with you before. I was just at a poo facility, okay? That's all I'm thinking yeah. about. I'd rather spend time with wide vats of poo than listen to the Bax and Nagel show on Rock 102. Ugh. The uh, man shot by police last week outside of MGM Springfield Casino after authorities said he shot an officer with a flare gun is still hospitalized and expected to face charges, including armed assault with intent to murder. That's the first time I've heard that. Yeah, I haven't heard that. The flare gun? Damn. That thing will burn your face off. You're damn right. Prosecutors have not yet released the name of the man who was under the guard of the Hamden County Sheriff's Department at Bay State Medical Center, said uh, Robert Rizzuto, the spokesperson for the department. The 24-year-old Springfield man is facing a range of charges, which include five counts of assault with a dangerous weapon, one count of carrying counterfeit money, and one count of carrying a dangerous weapon, said Jim Lydon, the spokesman for the Hamden DA's office. The shootout uh, between police and the 24-year-old wielding a flare gun happened outside the downtown casino Early last Thursday morning on January 27th, after being denied entry to MGM when security found shell casings in his backpack, police said officers tracked the man down in uh, in an alley outside connecting State Street to Court Square. As he was approached, the man fired a flare gun, hitting a Springfield police officer in the hand and then ran uh, for the casino parking garage off of State Street. Oh, it hit him in the hand? Yeah. Ooh, Jesus. There, the man took cover and continued firing the flare gun at police. How many shots are in a flare gun? I don't know. I've never had one before. Although I kind of want one now. What are you going to do? Shoot, the, shoot a cop? You're not going to do that. No, I want to shoot flares in the air. Yeah, why? Why not? Yeah. Why would anybody want a magnet to go fish metal out of a... Out of a because that makes sense. Holyoke? I do. I want one of these now, too. When's yours coming in? Uh, Wednesday, by the way. The, uh, wow, the man. Mag- magnet fishing. And you know what? 
I reached out to Bob Kester yesterday and and said to him, I said, you know, I was I was talking, I was thinking of you talking. Well, we, I don't think it was actually on the air, but whatever. Yeah, we were talking about it, and I said, this is something Bob Kester would be into, and sure enough. He's like, I got extra magnets for you if you want them. <laughs> and I'm like, I knew a guy like him would be oh, into of course that he kind is. of thing. You know, like, like that. So you know, now I just oh, got man, that's... This is my new little hobby. This is what I do as I get older. I'm just starting little hobbies now. And uh, mag- magnet fishing is going to be the next uh, the next big thing. He's the greatest. I'm gonna. I'm telling you, I'm gonna do videos with this thing. We're gonna. You, know. you gotta, you gotta have like, a, like a, like a bunch of some, some production, like an opening, maybe some, you know, like some, some graphics. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, like, you know, call yourself like Steve Nagel, the magnetic f- fisherman, yeah. or something like Cheesy that. Cheesy '80s graphics. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. You gotta be there with a, with a hat with like a lot of hooks on it. Hi, everybody. I'm your magnetic fisherman, Steve Nagel. Magnet fishing. I'm the magnet man. Oh, today we're casting it right outside the Connecticut River, right off the South End Bridge. Boy, they hope they're biting today. Now, let's see what kind of fingers with rings on them we can pull out of this side. Ooh, look at this. A hubcap. She's a beauty. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, the morning of the shooting, the suspect was in critical condition. The injured officer was also brought to the hospital with an injury not considered life-threatening and later released. Uh, Cheryl Claprood, the commissioner for the Springfield Police, said, I'm very thankful our officer is going to be okay and no other officers or civilians were harmed during this danger encounter, dangerous encounter. The officers who first approached a man were part of the Gaming Enforcement Unit, the GEU. The GU. The GU, a joint unit <laughs> of state police troopers and Springfield uh, police officers. I don't know what's funnier, joint or unit. Or <laughs> where you were. Uh, a flare gun. I just, it's like, because what? You can't get your hand on a, on a regular firearm, so the next closest thing is something that pretty much anybody can buy? Probably. But That's I mean, why you hear a lot of these ones with the BB guns or the, or even the, the airsoft guns with the tips painted uh, black, black. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, I mean, I, I, no one wants to get hit with the uh, with a flare gun, but getting hit in the hand, ooh, that's got to smart. That's got to hurt. Uh, yeah, it's one. It's one thing if you have like one of them uh, flare gun resistant uh, jackets. Yeah, yeah, you know, where like the flare the with the, uh, the the fireball just bounces off you. Yeah, but you catch that in the mitt. Whew. Oh man, that's got to hurt. Here's a uh, pretty gross story, because I like to gross people out for breakfast. Yeah. Right? Well, I don't know. Do you want to hear a gross story, or do you want to hear about people being kinky? <sighs> well, you, 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 I want to hear both. Go with the gross one first. We'll do kinky later. All right. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Uh, here's pretty much the grossest thing you're going to hear. Are there people out there who just use their sofas as trash cans? Because this is nasty. A 28-year-old woman in Ireland named Jess Taylor recently bought a used couch with her boyfriend because the dog ruined their old one. They didn't want anything too nice because it would just get trashed again. You know. Okay. Uh, They ended up with a tan and brown two-seater that fit the bill, but but uh, but they didn't find out what came with the couch until they lost their remote for the first time. You got to dig down deep. Yes. 
Jess's boyfriend reached down in the cushions to look for the remote and felt something weird. So he pulled his hand back out and realized he was in he was holding an entire handful of fingernails. Excuse me. It turned out the couch was filled with thousands of nail clippings, and there were plenty of toenails, too. So someone was obviously disposing them in there, maybe multiple people. Uh, Jen said the first thing they did was start gagging, but they're troopers and decided to keep the couch. I would right. have burned uh, it and then went to the shower to cry. Yeah. Now, this is, uh, are, the, are the toenails and fingernails in question their own? No, no. This They bought a used couch. I see. This is why you should never buy. Uh, there's certain pieces of furniture that you shouldn't buy. Uh, used mattresses, yeah, couches, anything that has fabric on it, any kind of thing that has yeah. fabric on it, and uh, you know, you see, uh, you know, when I was younger, when I was in my early twenties, I did buy a couch from like somebody's yard sale, but that was only because you don't care when you're that age; you're just looking for something to crash on, and you can throw a blanket over it. Right, and that was the end of it. I never had a problem with that couch, but I can see. You know, people don't realize like what kind of filth they live in sometimes. That's that's true. Like, and when you ever move a cushion, uh, you know, off a couch to see yeah. what's down there, yeah, it's always yeah. an ugly scene. Yeah, even a couch that's maybe even a year old. Yeah, think of all the skin and all the different things that have ground into that couch mm -hmm. from people sitting on it all year. Long. That's just one year. Yeah, these people brought it. Uh, five years old was this couch was. All right. Ugh. Full disclosure. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had this happen to you? Because it happens to me every now and then. Yeah. Let's say I'm clipping my toenails. Yeah. Okay. And I'm using a, uh, you know, a, a, a strong gauge metal toenail clipper to get the job done. Yeah. Okay. And the toenail, uh, because, you know, it's a little thicker than, say, like a fingernail, uh, flies, you know, across the room like a bullet. Shooting out of a gun. Yeah. There have been times, you know, where I try to tip, uh, you know, clip my toenails in a controlled environment, making sure I collect all of them that I can. But sometimes, on occasion, one will go so far that I just say, ah, to hell with it. Mm -hmm. And I don't go searching for it. Yeah. I just let it, you know, land wherever it may land. Uh, but most of them, I say like 98% of the time, I collect them in a small space and then throw them away. But- Occasionally, there's that one that just is a is an agitator and has to get away. Did you ever uh, did you ever go get your feet done, like have a pedicure done? I have. It's glorious. It's wonderful. And I don't know why more men don't do this. Take away the whole it's not manly thing. This is something you definitely need to experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, any they, any man who's had it done yeah. will say, I don't know why I've wasted my entire life trying to do this on my own when a qualified professional will do such a better job. And then when the lady gets to tickle in my feet with that scrubber thing, I giggle like a little schoolgirl. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm very ticklish, so I don't like so, people uh, you know, uh, holding my feet. It can get pricey. I do it maybe once a year, and yeah. I usually take my kids with me to do it. You get the nails painted? Uh, I've done that before. I don't do that anymore. I did that when they were little yeah. because they thought that was cool. When the toes were little? No, when, when my kids were little. Oh, Okay. When my kids were little, I would. T that was the first time I started going to 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 pedicures. Sure. 
was with the kids. Sure. And uh, they're girls, so mm-hmm. they like that kind of thing. And then uh, I was like, I like this, too. And then they're telling me to get purple nail polish hey, and sparklies and all that stuff. I did it. You like being treated like a princess like anybody else? I do. I am a princess. I'm very fragile. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I would do that. But one time I took, uh, and I, to- I think I told you this before, I took m- my girls with my mom when my mom was still around. Now, my mom had some medical issues and... Uh, like if she was starting to not take care of herself, right? You get to a certain age, you know, she started getting dementia and, and Alzheimer's. She, you'd forget, you forget to start, you know, doing things. Well, one of the things was her feet and the nails. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And unfortunately, for you know, uh, somebody who kind of neglects that for a little while, right? Can be a little hard. Uh, so she didn't have like toenails, she had talons. I think it was, uh, what was it, Leslie Nielsen in some movie where they took out a grinder and were grinding his feet. Do you remember that? <laughs> I don't remember what movie that was. But I just remember <laughs> like, that like a belt sander or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So kind of much like that, if you will. And uh, so we go to this place in Westfield. I take well, all three of them. Sure. Uh, and all four of us get the, to get the pedicures, right? Nice day out with grandma. Nice mm-hmm. day out with my mom. You right. Know. And uh, we're sitting there. My mom's sitting next to me. Now, the girls are getting their nail, their hand nails done, right? Okay. So my mom and I are sitting next to each other in those uh, foot chairs. And the and the lady's like, she's got to get out, like, the big guns from my mom's toenail. <laughs> like, this big, giant, uh, like, plier-looking thing with wire cuts. Like, you could... Right. This is the thing you cut open a rail car with and start stealing firearms out of it in Los Angeles. Like that, that's the kind of thing you need to cut these toes. Okay. So it's me next to me on my left is my mom. Next to her on her left are two ladies sitting there, right? Yeah. And as this woman who's doing the uh the nail thing goes, you just hear this snap. <laughs> And this woman next to it immediately goes, ah! And it went right in, like, her, like, pierced her in the throat. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, my God. What just happened? Like a poison dart. Yeah, and I kind of, I like, I, I knew who I don't, I didn't really know the person, right? But I knew who they were, and like, have met, had met them briefly before, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I am so sorry about that. But can you imagine? It's not that it came off of you. If you're the recipient of yeah. the shrapnel going into your throat, <laughs> that's the worst part. It's like you stepped on a landmine oh, in Vietnam. Man, it's crazy. Your Pioneer Valley forecast. The horror. <laughs> it, I, I mean, it was like one of these things where I'm just like, oh, God, that is so gross. <laughs> so then, you know, we made it a point uh, from then thereafter to regularly take my mother uh, yeah. to remind her to, uh, to, to, you know, to take care of her feet. Because, Probably smart. Um, that was kind of gross. But, hey, that's what moms are for, right? That's right. Uh, let's see. Your Pioneer Valley forecast brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee in the black and white can. That's what gets my turbine turning every morning. Uh, it's the natural energy drink. Look for Fogbuster in the black and white can in the beverage cooler. It is going to be crappy this morning. Uh, everything changing over to freezing rain and sleet. 
and it's going to last the, this way through most of the day throughout the Pioneer Valley, depending on where you are. Tomorrow, sunny and cold with a high of 25. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. What do you like? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 in Blue Oyster Cult on Rock 102. Oh, it's going to be a messy one out there today with the uh, the ice and the sleet and the freezing rain as that uh, moves in through the areas. The temperatures drop. Uh, the high for today is 35. We're actually still below that. Uh, it's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. It's going to get ugly, though. What did you say the uh, total accumulations could be? Like one to three inches of ice? Yeah, but you know what? Again, it, you know, you're talking about timelines they said this was supposed to start at like one o'clock this morning, and it was just rain. Yeah. Luckily, it was just rain. Tomorrow, if you get to the uh, the twenty five degree level, because tonight's supposed to go down to sixteen, mm-hmm. I think that's where you're going to see a lot more problems. Is tonight? Yeah, and you know, had a bunch of schools co- uh, close this morning too. Yeah, early in anticipation that you know getting buses on the road. Early, or even you know, buses going, you know, bringing kids home could be well, pretty dangerous. A lot of them uh, canceled yesterday before. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, kids got out of school. When I was a when I was a kid, this would have been, I, don't know, I would think like like seventh or eighth grade. Probably think probably like seventh grade. Uh, I was on the school bus heading home, and the bus slipped on the ice and uh, and ran into like a another truck, mm-hmm. like a like a like almost like a like a DPW type of uh, vehicle. Yeah. And, uh, and nobody was hurt, but like, you know, a bus can't really navigate no. through slippery conditions. It's it's not really designed to do that. They're not the safest vehicle in the world, and yet we put our adorable little children on these things to, yeah. to get them back home, but we wind up getting into an accident, yeah. and we're standing around there forever waiting for another, a, bu- another bus. Yeah. This is before cell phones. So, like, you know, actually somebody had to go to somebody's house and make the phone call to get another bus. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, that's that's how you, you have to get the, the backup bus. The same bus driver yeah. later in the year yeah. backed up into a tree. Okay. See. And she kept her job. I, in all of my years of going to school, I have to say uh, all the bus drivers that I had were uh very good drivers yeah they were i mean i don't know i mean you think after doing that for so many years you kind of get lax with the rules a little bit right you know because you you get you get uh, confident with your driving Mm, but you know all the ones that i had never had these problems and luckily that's the way it is i mean bus drivers are have a fairly good track record for not getting in accidents. True. School bus drivers. Yeah. It's not like you hear about school bus accidents all the time. Well, I mean, the, the, with the with the uh, with the bus I'm talking about. I mean, she really had yeah. no other. She was there was no way to avoid no it. No way to avoid it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I never got stuck on a bus before. Though. Yeah. I had an uncle who was a bus driver. My uncle Leon, and Leon was maybe the most cranky, yeah. angry, miserable person in my entire family. His reputation is he once. He, you know, he drove buses for you know, school buses forever. The, the story goes that he actually kicked one of his own children off the bus. Oh, good lord! It's, he's that kind of guy. Yeah. Like I didn't really spend. I want to spend a hell of a lot of time with Uncle Leon because mm. the guy was I don't know, furious yeah. all day long. And so then you get a bunch of school children on his bus, and I was on his yeah. bus for a while, and man, it was awful. He's one of these guys that didn't want any talking. Yeah. On the bus. 
No talking. And if and if you talked, he'd stop the bus. Yeah. And wait until the conversation was over. And then he'd yell at you. Then he'd get back into the seat and he'd drive the bus. That's that's multitasking right there. That's at its best. That's just the guy being a jerk. That's what he is. He, I mean, he kicked kids off those buses all the time. Now yeah. Rehoboth uh-huh. is a, a a rural community in which. Houses could be a quarter mile to a mile away from each other. At least they were back in the 70s. So you had kids having to walk miles to their house because my Uncle Leon decided to be a rat bastard to these little kids. Leon. Leon. Can you believe it? Uncle Leon. Worst. Uh, Worst bus driver ever. Was that that song by Elton John? No, that's you're thinking of uh, the song Levon. No, you're thinking of that. Uh, you're thinking of that. Those jeans that people wear. No, no, no. You're thinking of Levi's. No, no, no. You're th- you're thinking of uh you're thinking of uh the guy who was in uh, American Pie and all of the uh the, those documentary style uh, mockumentary style movies. Like no, 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 show. no, Steve. That's that's Eugene Levy. No, you're no, no, you're no, thinking no. about the thing that was dry in uh, American Pie. No, that's uh that's the Levy. Ah, that's yeah. That's the real right, Levy. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I can't go anywhere with that. Um, where was I going? Oh, the bus driver. Thing. The bus. Yeah, I, we had we had Ron, the bus driver. Ron was the coolest bus driver ever. Really? Because Ron was the kind of guy that didn't need to tell you he didn't take any crap from anybody. You just looked one look at Ron, and Ron would give you one look if you started acting up, and you would just do that thing in that big giant mirror they got. Oh yeah, and then look up at you and take his sunglasses off. I'm watching you. And then he'd have to stop, because he was he was watching everything. Right. But he was a great bus driver. And he was he was like a pal. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he'd greet you every day. Good morning. How are you? You know, like you know, that's the kind of the kind of greeting you want right. when you go into school. Okay. Well, it's nice to go onto a bus where you got yeah. confidence in the driver. Yeah. That's 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 great. And then we had this really really mean lady, right? Yeah. She was like she was like that was when I was like in elementary school. She right. was like she was. She wasn't taking no crap from anybody. That's the kind of person that would stop and kick kids off the bus like you were talking about, like Leon. Right. Right? But then, like, I don't know. I saw her years after graduation somewhere at some party, right? Right. And uh, she was the nicest lady ever. And I was like, how come you weren't like this on the bus? And she goes, well, how come you weren't a well-behaved young man? Ooh, Ooh snap. Bad. Oh, man. She showed you. Yeah, she's like, those who give respect get respect. The best bus driver I ever had, and I have to say, I really like this lady. This is a, a lady that I thought, you know what? This this woman is a cool, cool chick, and, yeah. and here's the, the, the reason why. On her bus, she had installed, at her own expense, yeah. had installed an eight-track tape player. What? Yes. Eight track. Eight tracks. We had a cassette deck, but go ahead. She had eight tracks. But she, was pl- she wasn't She was playing like, uh, you know, the big hits of the day. She, she wasn't playing like yeah. uh, the DeFranco family or, you know, <laughs> what uh, was Andy she Gibb. The woman was playing things like The Cars, The oh, Pretenders. Well, that's cool. Uh, early Talking Heads. Yeah. I mean, this woman was like, you know, at the time... You know, pretty with it. You know, we weren't we weren't listening to all the bubblegum pop of the day. She wasn't like 
ripping through the pages of Tiger Beat magazine looking for the t- the the eight tracks that would have gotten all the kids dancing. But every kid on these bus on these buses was like, "Hey, you know what? Barbara's a pretty cool bus driver." Yeah, see, and, and like every ride, yeah. she, she was probably my bus driver for a good two years, and like like every bus drive home was like a party. We could talk, we could sing, we could dance yeah. in our seats. Everything was real cool. Yeah, that would never have flown with my badass uncle Leon. Uh, well, here here's a little tidbit of information for you. Yeah. Uh, because everything comes full circle around here. When I, when I when I was probably in middle school, we had two different bus. One was the morning driver, and then one was the afternoon driver. Ron was the cool guy in the afternoon, right? You know? And then we had Debbie. In the morning, Debbie. Debbie was awesome. Debbie would play the radio. That's how I used to listen to Dave Coombs every morning, way back when. Back, back when you early, were a, a grade school child. Back in the early nineties, uh, through the airwaves of Central New York. Wow. We would have it's. It was. It was literally an hour bus drive to school. I was one of the first kids to be picked up because we were like the furthest out. So they'd come down the hill at come down hill right. at six fifteen in the morning. You get on the school bus. School didn't start till seven thirty. Wow! And now school direct shot or you know what are they in the what do they call that in the uh, path of the bird or uh, as the as the crow as flies. the crow flies yeah uh, you're talking fifteen maybe twenty minutes but but because, you're going all over town well because you're picking up all the rural kids right, right there but right. Debbie. Uh, for a while, she would listen. She would let us listen to the radio for a while, and then, uh, and then every once in a while, she'd put on her oldies. She loved oldies. Oh, really? Hits from the '60s, and she was playing uh, "Leader of the Pack." You remember that? I do. Yeah. Um, but her cassette player, th- like. It was the stereo sound, but only one. We shit. The speaker was only coming out of one speaker, <laughs> so we never really heard the full song. You just heard. Yeah, and then the the, ca- the crash and the accident because you're only hearing one side <laughs> of the audio. You're not hearing the stereo sound of it. Right. I thought that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. But see, there you go. Uh, yeah. I used to listen to Dave Coombs way back in the day. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. I mean, again, you know. Barbara would have the stack of eight tracks, yeah. you know, and and some of the songs would be interrupted by the, the change of track. Yeah, you know, so like you know, maybe she's playing like her her Blondie eight tracks, and yet uh, you know halfway through, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, heart of glass, you'd have to flip switch, the, switch the side. Yeah. It switch well, it switched automatically, but you know, th- she was pretty yeah. advanced back then. The uh, the eight track thing, uh, my mother bought a uh, uh, a used. It was early '90s, and she bought a 1978 uh, Mark V baby blue, uh, like what is it? Was that a Continental? I think right. it was called the Mark V Continental. Was that a, was it? Was that what it was, or was it just a Mark V? Uh, I, I don't know. I think I it was know. a Mark V. Uh, to quote my brother, "You can get laid in the front seat, back seat, and <laughs> trunk of this thing," you know. <laughs> and it came complete with a CB radio. Oh, really? But like the modern CB radio of the time, it was just the handpiece with the digital numbers on the top of it. You know? Yeah, right. And an eight-track player. Oh, man. Can you imagine that? I can, I can imagine that. And we used to listen to all these, uh, you know, the Abbott and Costellos and all the, all the all eight-track. Track that, oh, wow, because eight my track parents, comedy. Well, we had an eight-track player in the house back in the 80s. Sure. 
We did too. Which then stopped working like most, you know, things that, uh, because probably we didn't clean the heads on or something like that, <laughs> but it stopped working. And then all we had was the car. So we're like rediscovering all the old eight tracks that mom and dad used to have with Donnie and Marie and uh, Abbott and Costello and Frank Sinatra. Oh, uh, the classics. Yeah. Real classics. It kind of reminded me of the car in that uh, great, the great movie of our time with uh, Corey Haim and Corey Feldman, uh, Licensed to Drive. Oh, yeah. They took Grampy's car out for the ride. Picture that car blue. No kidding. Yeah. That's a sweet set of wheels Sweet set of wheels. Just got a a text from my cousin who listens to the show every day. Mm -hmm. She says, Uncle Leon threw my dad off the bus. Kids were throwing uh, another kid's hat, and my dad had it in his hands when the bus stopped. Oh! So just by accident, my uh, her dad, my my cousin Paul, gets tossed off the bus by his own uncle. What a bastard! Can you imagine? Uncle that? Leon was. Can you imagine that getting thrown off the bus by your own family member? I'm t- this guy had like a permanent scowl and was constantly screaming. And it's I- like, why? How did you get this job? Working with children, even on a bus. See, I would be the kind of guy that'd be like, "I'm going to tell your parents about this later." You know, that would be the worst punishment than you know. Oh no, he he didn't care who you were related to. You were going to be set as an example for everybody else on the bus. Yeah. Uncle Leon is a savage. Oh, he's it was insanity. That guy. Damn. It's eight twenty five and Rock one hundred two. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Join me Monday afternoons at 3.20 for What's the Word on That T-Bird? Each week, I'll pick a different player from the Springfield Thunderbirds and tell you all about them. And then I'll give you a chance to win a pair of tickets to a future Springfield Thunderbirds game. What's the Word on That T-Bird? Monday afternoons at 3.20. Presented by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Remember, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. And Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. 7B's out in Westfield at the corners of Route 10 and 202. It's not just your typical watering hole. It's more of an experience, a fresh experience, not a freezer or microwave in the joint, making way for Chef Jeff in the kitchen to cook up those daily delicious food specials, soups, salads, entrees, appetizers, and more. It all happens at 7B's, and you pair that with a handcrafted delicious cocktail served up by the friendliest staff in the Pioneer Valley and weekly entertainment, and you got 7B's out in Westfield. When you get there, you tell them Steve Nagel's sent you and you'll be entered to win a pair of boston baseball tickets close to 20 million americans struggle with alcoholism our neighbors in massachusetts and new hampshire are no exception if you or a loved one is struggling with alcoholism aware recovery care a uniquely effective pandemic safe yale inspired in-home addiction treatment program is now serving massachusetts and new hampshire if you or someone you love is struggling with alcoholism right now call aware recovery care at 844 Aware RC or visit awarerecoverycare.com. Switch to Spectrum Mobile and get unlimited data for only $29.99 per month each when you get two or more lines. You could save hundreds on your mobile bill. Plus, there are no added taxes, hidden fees, and no contracts. Try the Spectrum Mobile Savings Calculator today, and in three easy steps, you'll see how much you could save. Visit spectrummobile.com save. Offer valid for new customers on two or more unlimited lines. Spectrum Internet required. Restrictions apply. Visit SpectrumMobile.com for details. It's 827 with Max and Nagel on Rock 102. Just been uh, watching the opening ceremonies of the Olympics. You know, oh, yeah. the, the Today Show is, uh, is showing uh, bits and pieces of it. Yeah. Uh, just so everybody knows, I don't mean to be a spoiler here. I see no evidence of a de facto one-party uh, system of government in the opening ceremonies. I don't see any 
uh, overt human rights abuses going on in the open ser- opening ceremonies. I think those are all happening outside the stadium. Uh, outside? Outside. Outside. Out, you know, you, you. No one's, no one's, no one's uh, rights are being abused if you have uh, a proper ticket. Ah. But if you're outside the the arena, the stadium, yeah, I can't uh, I can't say what's going on there. It's hard to, really, kind of hard to tell. Hey, I'll uh, coming up in the news. I'll give you a little uh, a faux pas that happened at a high school in Westwood. A faux pas. A faux pas. You've already you've already piqued my interest. Ah, see, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do the, uh, you know, years ago I had this uh, great program director here and uh, looked like a turtle. Always told me to use the entertainment tonight effect. And that is? Where you just keep teasing somebody until you come up with just that 30-second blurb at the end of what you were talking about teasing mm. all day long. Yeah. And what happened to that guy? Uh, I, I don't know. Like it, See, there you go. He fell off the face of the planet or, uh, <laughs> or uh, well, somebody should give him an intervention, but <laughs> I'm sure that'll never happen. Wasn't for a lack of trying. No, no, no. It's 829. News is next to Rock 102. Now, it's more important than ever to have quality health care. United Healthcare Plans just received a 5 out of 5 stars rating for quality and service. That's the highest rating possible. Plus, with coverage from United Healthcare, you can get more for your Medicare dollar. With great benefits like $0 for Tier 1 prescriptions, $0 copays on primary care and virtual visits, dental, vision, and hearing coverage, and much more. Switch to a top-rated plan from United Healthcare and get the health care you deserve. Call United Healthcare today at 1-800-SHOP-UHC. That's 1-800-SHOP-UHC. United Healthcare is there to help you get even more from your benefits. That number again is 1-800-SHOP-UHC. Benefits, features, or devices vary by plan and area. Limitations and exclusions apply. Every year, Medicare evaluates plans based on a five-star rating system. Medicare Advantage plan star rating applies to contract numbers H0294, H2001, H2226, H3794, H4590, H5253, and H5420 that are rated five out of five stars for 2022. I've got you, babe. <laughs> My, aren't you romantic today? I've been thinking. It's been a few years since we've been able to get out for Valentine's Day. I'd like for us to do something special this year. That would be awesome. What do you have in mind? I've been hearing a lot of buzz about the new restaurant, Three Guys at the Grill, at the Country Club of Wilbraham. Me too. They have an amazing mix of entertainment and events on their website, threeguysatthegrill.com. I'd love to go to the Share and Neil Diamond Tribute Artist Show on Saturday, February 12th. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's a date. I'm going to call now to reserve our tickets. I'll look the number up on their website. That's three guysatthegrill.com. Ever wish you could see inside a potential employer's building before you apply for a job? Well, now you can. Phoenix Manufacturing of Enfield is holding an open house on Saturday, February 12th from 8 till 2, where you'll receive an on-the-spot interview and see their state-of-the-art facility. Phoenix knows you have choices, but if you're an experienced CNC milling or lathe setup machinist and want to work in a vibrant culture and receive top industry pay, plus more perks than can be listed in this ad, stop by 250 South Road Enfield Saturday the 12th from 8 till 2 and see your future at Phoenix Manufacturing. 831 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Serviu Locksmith. They got a key for that, St. James Avenue in Springfield or ServiuLocksmith.com. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thank you, Bax. Oh, you're very welcome, Steve. Uh, as continued fallout over the selection of a con- controversial cannabis cultivation proposal, one city councilor in Springfield is calling for the state attorney general's office to investigate the process for selecting winners and losers. Justin Hurst earlier this week sent a letter 
to Attorney General Maura Healy's office uh, and the Cannabis Control Commission that asserted the process used by Mayor Dominic Sarno to award host community agreements to retailers, cultivators, and other marijuana businesses is wrought with corruption and backdoor dealings. Well, I think there's only one real fair way of doing this. Yeah. Uh, Sarno yeah. declined. Well, I was going to say it's a one spot, two spot, zigzag tear, pie got, penny got, teddy tear, rip him, yeah. scare him, tay, ta, toe. You just won yourself a, a license. One, two, three, shoot. That's it. Rock, paper, scissors. I'm sorry, scissors. Uh, scissors beats paper. It's, uh, it's Actually, now yours. you're talking about Dom Dom. Nobody beats Dom Dom. Nobody? Nobody. I don't even need to put my hand out. Everybody already knows they're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, speaking of which, the rock, paper, scissors thing, I'm watching this video there. They this uh this really pretty girl in a bar. Yeah. And she's uh she's betting these two other guys that she could win at rock, paper, scissors, and if she does, they have to buy her drinks, right? Right. So she they, they do one, two, three, shoot, and she she has no hand. It's just uh it's just a stub. Really? Yeah. And I know everybody's laughing and they have to buy them drinks and hey, well, you know what? You got a handicap. You better use it to your advantage. I suppose, but wouldn't everything then beat the stump? I don't know. Isn't I mean, the paper would cover it, right? I guess. I don't know. I never knew how that worked. Rocks beat rock beats paper. No, right? no. Paper covers rock. Paper covers rock. Rock, rock. rock beats scissors. Rock beats scissors. Scissors beats, beats paper. paper. And then what? Well, that's it. That's right. it. Rock. Rock. Beats, uh, you know, break scissors. Scissors beats paper. Yeah, paper beats rock. That's anyway. the way to play. Hearst letter. Was you want to play a couple rounds right now? You and me? Right. Ready? One, right. two, three, shoot. Oh, uh, you gave me two middle fingers. That's it. <laughs> you're an a-hole. You really are. What are you talking about? I'm just kidding. I, yeah, I was just trying to play a fun game with you, and you're giving me the finger, and I really don't appreciate that. Oh, I think someone's being very sensitive here. No, I here don't. I am trying to you know, make you smile with something a little, a uh, little comical, and, hey, and yet, hey. yet you don't appreciate it. I am sworn to work in a harmonious manner with coworkers and management. At this place, yes. Huh. Can you believe that's an actual requirement? I, had no, I had no idea, frankly. Uh, Sarno declined to comment, referring questions to City Solicitor Ed Peculiar, who's a uh, Percula. I can't say it. It's Percula. Charges whose Hearst charges preposterous. Uh, Hearst letter was in response to the selection of a Page Boulevard location for a $20 million marijuana cultivation facility, even though the initial site plan violated the city's zoning requirement for a minimum buffer of 250 feet between the facility and the nearest residential property. The plan submitted by Page Cultivate LLC for 299 Page Boulevard has since been changed to comply with the zoning, but some have questioned why it was allowed a second chance while proposals from other companies were rejected. Well, that's a very good question. You know, I don't understand any of these uh, rules, frankly. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I mean, I, I suppose if you're living out there, you you may not want a dispensary right next door. But I mean, I mean, is it is it really hurting you? Is it, are, are your property values going to go down because a company making millions of dollars every year operates just across the street? I'm not so sure. I don't know. One of them uh, is a proposal by Diem LLC to convert the former Macy's department store at the Eastfield Mall into a combination marijuana retailer and cultivator. I'm all for that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Redo the mall, the Eastfield Mall. That's the place to be. Imagine they have your uh, your cultivation uh, facility at the Macy's, and yet while at the same time, while they're still using the movie theater as a 
as courtrooms. Uh, the irony of that, how many people were sent to prison because of uh, you know, marijuana offenses over the years? Yeah, you know, right? That is kind of weird that they do. It's a little ironic. A Normally, little ironic. you would you want to have those two things on opposite ends of the city. Now they're practically walking hand in hand. Uh, but having the cultivation thing at Macy's, it's almost like, uh, you know, I speaking of Macy's, in the Holyoke Mall, uh, I saw this years ago. I, I think I posted a picture. You've seen it. It's got the Macy's logo on it. Yep. And inside the bathroom stall in the men's room, it says, inappropriate activities will not be tolerated and are subject to arrest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of inappropriate activities are happening inside of a stall in a bathroom? Oh, I don't understand. A, a, I've seen videos. What kind of videos? Yeah, but there was, Adults, a, there was uh, a hole in the wall. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. You know? I'll tell you what, I hope they do uh, put that uh, facility in the in the mall. I think that would be good. be good for business. It would bring people back to the mall. It would probably revitalize the entire place. I'll tell you this. <clears throat> if I were buying my weed at that dispensary, yeah. I'd shoot over to Mykonos in the uh, in the in the uh, the food, food court. court. Yeah, ask my buddy Chris to get me some baklava and some spanakopita, and I would be eating that stuff like uh, like a pig. I'd be buzzing right through that stuff. When was the last time you were in there? I actually go to that guy quite a lot. In the Eastfield Mall. Yeah. So, uh, what's open in there? Is it like, is there, how many, re- I mean, you got the Irish place that's there, right? Yeah, that's still open. That's still open. And, and then, then you got Mykonos, that's still open. And is there other food vendors in there? Uh, the, uh, I believe the Chinese place is still yeah. open. And then there's, uh, it seems to be, well, there's also a new sushi place there. Are there any stores that are, like retail establishments? I literally open? go from the door to Mykonos. I'm check I grab my salad time. and I go. We should do like a video of a... Uh... What used to be. We'll go and reminisce, and then we'll, <laughs> we'll overlay it with pictures of what it used to look yeah, like, like versus what it looks like now. Today yeah. we're going to look at the old Fairfield Mall. Ah. What lies there now? A uh, Massachusetts school has issued an apology after deciding to offer fried chicken for lunch to celebrate the beginning of Black History Month. You had one job to do. Yeah. Make a menu. Uh, and make a menu that did not necessarily point out certain unfair stereotypes. Xavierian, how do you say that? Xavierian, A X A V E R I A N. I I don't know. Anyway, it's 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 obviously a religious school, I would think. Xavierian Brothers, Xavier. I, I honestly don't know. Uh, but don't know. anyway, Xavierian Brothers High School became the center of controversy earlier this week. After students say the school promoted the meal during a morning announcement, administrators at the private school in Westwood claim the idea came from a black cafeteria worker and said it was his attempt to educate students about black history and culture. Uh, Liam Baker, a senior at the school, said they could have chose a different part of African cuisine. Well, yeah. A lot of kids have taken a stance that it was a mistake, but uh, there, uh, but there wasn't uh, malintent. They could have just approached it differently. This isn't the first time the high school made headlines for an incident involving race. In November, the school launched an investigation into verbal harassment of a racist and sexual nature at a playoff football game. All right, so all the more reason to be particularly sensitive moving forward. Listen, we are going to take race relations seriously. We will start by serving fried chicken for Black History Month. Oh, my God. See, all is right with the world. Do we learn nothing? They didn't learn anything. 
By the way, we still got to go to that ga- we still got to go pick up that gas station uh, fried chicken that we were talking about. The Chester's. Chester's. Maybe I'll get some of that on the way home. What time do they open though? I That's don't the know. Thing. I think they I don't think they open until like 11. I honestly haven't had good fried chicken in I don't know how long. And, 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 and from what I understand, that gas station chicken is pretty damn good. Where did I have uh, fried chicken? Uh, oh, Stop and Shop. Stop and Shop has some decent fried chicken in that uh, that pre-cooked thing. That oh, it do. comes in the bag? Well, so do I. But, yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah, no, 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 no but you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. It comes in a greasy box. Yeah, But you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, I know what you're getting at. Um, but, yeah, I... Uh, you know, wouldn't mind a box of fried chicken right now. I'm starving right now, but I, and uh, and fried chicken sounds pretty good. Yeah, we got too much work to do though to just uh, go. Oh, over I know. And have today, lunch. today's today is a zoo. Well, it normally is a zoo around here. Yeah, but like today, this you know, like you know, being a Friday, you know, today's like a particularly busy day. We got so much stuff to do <clears throat> after the show today. I don't, I don't even know if I'm gonna if I'm even gonna finish it. Really. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much to do. There's so much to do. When you uh, think of Pittsburgh, what do you think of? Pittsburgh? Yeah. I think of the uh, the steel industry. I think of the Steelers. I think of the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, the Pirates. Maybe uh, uh, rivers, bridges. Three rivers, sure. Accents. Um, yeah, they per- do have a horrible accent. Pierogies. I don't think of that. French fry sandwiches. Well, now I'm thinking about it, but I wasn't yeah. thinking about it before. Uh, well, after they're done eating those french fry sandwiches, they move things right into the bedroom and apparently getting pretty kinky about it. The Kinsey Institute partnered with the an adult toy company called Love Honey to find out which cities have gotten the kinkiest during the pandemic. And Pittsburgh ranks first in sexual experimentation during lockdown. In Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. Why? I don't know. What is it about Pittsburgh that separates them from everybody else in the country? I don't know. I've only been through Pittsburgh. I've only driven through it on a highway. I have been around it, but never through it. Yeah, I went uh, I went through it because we had to take we were coming back from Virginia and we had to take a alternate route because mm. there was a major accident on 95. Yes. So we went up the other way mm. from DC that, you know, that way. Did you did you feel any different when you're driving through the city? Uh, no, I said, "Wow, this is uh, a pretty crappy city, just like uh, many other cities around." Yeah, the I don't. I don't you know, see, I'm always yeah. curious when you see a, a survey like this when they say, "Ah, oh, this is the horniest city in America." Well, what makes it that way? Uh, I don't know. Where does Springfield fall? You know, I was thinking about this the other. I know we'll get back to the kinky thing, but I was thinking about this the other day about signage and and things that would make you want to stop somewhere. Yeah. Like you drive through Pittsburgh, and I guess on the, what is it, I seventy eight or something like that that mm-hmm. goes through there, you're not really seeing the city. You're only seeing like the outskirts and you know like the industrial uh, rundown parts of the city as you're sure. driving through the thing. When you come through downtown Springfield, you're coming right through the heart of the city, and I'm looking up at that MGM sign that they got up there, and right. they got they also have uh, like pictures of food. Like, what you can buy there. Yeah. But the problem is, those signs are all, like, dirty now. So it kind of... Uh, yeah, so it looks like dirty it, food? I mean, I'm sure they go out and clean the signs when it's springtime out, and, uh, you know, you want to buff them up a little bit. Right? But right now, you can't really do that. 
So it's kind of like that uh, prime rib up there looks more like a gray, well, Steve, alcohol diseased liver between the sand and the salt of the season. Yeah, I mean you can't uh, you can't have your visuals looking all shiny all the time. I'm sure they'll be up there with a mop or a broom mm-hmm. or a spray bottle of some kind. I mean, I'm sure they'll be up there. And then at that point, you'll say, yeah. "Boy, Ooh, I might want to go in for an overpriced prime rib." Ooh, that gray meat turned to red meat in like a day. <laughs> How do you do that? I don't know. Uh, they looked at the toy sales in the big in the 25 biggest cities in America. They also polled people on things like self pleasuring habits and which fantasies they've been actively exploring. Uh, Pittsburgh ranked first for experimentation. The rest of the top five are Sacramento, Sac, Sacramento, Orlando, and a tie between Dallas and Phoenix. Atlanta ranks first for fantasies. Love Honey posted an interactive map that lets you explore trends in all 50 states. Uh, just don't look at it while you're uh, your children around because it's definitely not safe for work. Uh, okay. Or at work. But it doesn't mention anything about Springfield, Massachusetts. Uh, no, but I can tell you what the kinkiest thing that we are into. Are you ready? Okay. Once the interactive map loads, U.S. edition, how sexy is your state? We scroll uh-huh. down to the interactive map, and we are Massachusetts. And what is Massachusetts into? I don't know. Um, number 11 out of 51 of America's sexiest states. We ranked seven in vibrators. 10 in bondage, 11 in strap-ons, number 10 for butt plugs, <clears throat> we're number 8 for role-play, number 7 for anal toys, uh-huh. uh, and our, our favorite lube is strawberry. I don't, I, I'm, okay. Uh, the most popular fantasy is adult student costumes. Really? Really? I that's just... That's our thing? I would have thought the sexy nurse costume was uh, sexy more popular nurse. than Steve, the Steve, you're talking about fantasies from the 80s, man. Come uh, on, man up. Uh, the average uh, length of a dildo in Massachusetts is 5.2 inches. Really? Wow, you're a lot taller than that, man. That's amazing. You, Mr. Comedian, with yourself. Uh, it's like uh, five foot six. I didn't know the stack crap that high. You know. What? So wait a minute. I, and that's what I'm trying to figure out now. So in other states, dildos are bigger. Well, let's see about Texas. It was always bigger in Texas. Well, let's see what the uh, the the uh, the average dildo size in Texas, five point four inches. So they're point two inches more than us. Huh. Well, I'll be damned. Yeah, well, but- you, you live and learn. Now next week we're supposed to be talking to. Uh, Dr. Sadie Allison, who uh, sends us sex toys every year. We She's should, America's pleasure coach. We should talk to her about this. Yeah, because I, yeah, what, I mean, how much dildo talking you have? California, 5.3 inches. <laughs> Please. We like our dildos big out here. Uh-huh, right. That the ranked 45 for strap ons. See, that's the thing. California is like way at the end of the list. You would think that, you know, uh, a state that has so many people in it would be closer to the top. Here's the the problem I have with a lot of these kinds of surveys mm-hmm. uh, is the honesty of those participating in these surveys. If someone if someone randomly came up to me in the street and said, hey, sir, would you mind uh, taking a few moments of your busy day to answer a few questions about your sexual habits and fantasies? I would lie through yeah. my 
teeth. Oh man, I like to get on top of donkeys. I like loot I like guns, fire I trucks, like, and explosions, yeah. and sparklers, and lots of glitter. But and, and, and I would lie to my. I, I, it'd be nothing but BS. That's all I would give you. Wouldn't give you anything that I that I actually were interested in. It's none of your business. You know where the uh, the kinkiest place in America is, though. No, other than Pittsburgh. Washington, D.C. I would have said Woods Hole. Uh, I would have said Athol. Yeah, that too. Uh, why Washington, D.C.? Oh, you know why? There's, a, there's apparently a, a large prostitution uh, population in Washington. They rank number one in vibrators, number one in bondage, strap-ons, butt plugs, mm-hmm. anal toys, mm-hmm. and number four in role play. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite uh, lube flavor is raspberry. Mm-hmm. What about schnozberry? It's uh, the raspberries taste like raspberries. The, the strawberries taste like strawberries. And the schnozberries taste like snozberries. All right, listen here, Wonka. There's no such thing as snozberries. Uh, the most popular, again, adult student costumes. Do we have like an, uh, like this kink in this country about adult student costumes? I, I, I really, I don't, uh, I don't know what's going on in the world. I'm kind of uh, dialed out on some of this stuff. Some of the stuff, it's uh, intriguing, but a lot of it, I'm like, what? That's a thing? Show me a chick in a postal uniform, and then you got my attention. Oh, slow down there, champ. Yeah. Slow down. I love those Trying to concentrate on the show here. Those knee-high socks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That big re- satchel full of uh, posts. Oh, what's in your sack, Mister P- Mrs. Postman? You're going to make a delivery today? Yeah. In my mailbox? You want to put it in my box over there? All right. This is now I'm getting uncomfortable. Uh, oh, by the way, now's a good time to get your kids away from the radio. Yeah, but. Well, I said not safe for work. <laughs> uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, it's uh, going to be pretty messy this morning with the sleet and freezing rain. Uh, and then that's going to last for most of the day. And then temperatures freeze overnight, lowest 16 tomorrow. Gets colder, sunny, but only a high of 25. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. A dozen red 